Alright. It works. <sighs> Welcome again. Hello, hello. So, what's the craziest thing you saw this week? My, my, I think the craziest thing I saw was uh, I posted something about it's like Fauci on TV and someone's got it zoomed in and it's apparently a guy wearing a prosthetic yeah, mask. I saw that. I saw that shit. Some like CIA Mrs. Doubtfire the, mask. The, like the bottom, like the bottom flap of the mask was like dancing above his tie. Yeah, it wasn't. Not, it wasn't tucked into the collar of uh, his uh, shirt and his tie. What the fuck is that shit? And like, it's like clearly like once you start seeing it, it's like that's legit a mask, yeah. dude. I like this jumping right in. Fucking so. <laughs> have you? You? I, I think. I think it was Obama. There's a lady who works for some intelligence agency and she's sitting there having an interview with President Obama and she pulls her mask off halfway through the interview. It was um, President Bush 1.0. Oh, okay. okay. Herbert, Herbert Walker Bush. They may have also done it with Obama yeah. as well. Been like, like, look how much we've improved. Right. But, yeah, like, the, these people in the government were able to use technology in 1970 to convince People about people walking on the moon and talking on landline telephones while in space. You know, I th I think their game has gotten a, a little bit better. Yeah, you know oh, what yeah. I mean. I mean, you can completely change your identity. You know, in uh, in the way you present it. You know, you can. I, I, this sounds like like batshit crazy, but you know that's my bread and butter. That's that's fine. That seems but, to be the direction my boat's pointed but, in this. <laughs> so like, there are like four or five different versions of our president. Yeah, the the Biden box is I yeah. So like we kind of, we kind of just lightly referenced it last episode, but there's a Biden who has connected earlobes, one with disconnected earlobes. His hairline changes, his jawline changes, he's got different teeth depending on... His attraction to children seems to change. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes he seems to be focused <laughs> and, like, ready and, like, not in the... He's still blanking focused, you know. Right. I'm, not, I'm not talking about, you know, was it a horse amphetamine? <laughs> Biden. Yeah, yeah. Unblanking Biden. <laughs> John said he was seeing air molecules. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Damn. <laughs> But it, and I, I, know, I know people people change as they age. My like my face has changed drastically just since I quit drinking. You know, less than a year ago. Mm. You know, like it, it it like the hormones change. You know, but like this guy's like bone structure has changed over the last fifty years. You know, you look at videos of him from the eighties, and it's like you look at, you compare it side by side to him now and it's like that is not the same person it's just, it just it's just a different dude even if it is even if it is if all if if all this is just no no they just they just put on masks to just sort of uh like uh you know the the real santa's at the north pole yeah yeah right <laughs> fauci fauci can't make it today just put it put in you know fauci bob right right so even even if that's not like the case and you know mistaken then it's still not the same person that it was 20 years ago right you know like like i'm certainly not the same person i was 20 years ago but physically like with that much difference and like i was talking about this uh with my buddy uh, rose um 
briefly the other day about um, the the need or the 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 reason or the rationality behind um, having like doppelgangers or clones or mm, you know, body doubles. Yeah, yeah, for celebrities and you know uh, politicians and you know the the other tier of the two tiered system. Right. You know, <laughs> and I'm like. If you start to like unravel like all the reasons why, it's like there's a myriad of reasons mm-hmm. like why you would do that. Well, so I like immediately think of the most obvious is like so Saddam Hussein had a bunch of body doubles. Yeah, even on Arrested Development. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, the first thought would be okay, in case of assassination attempts, or you know, to you want everyone to think he's in one location when he's actually doing something else in case that guy gets shot, you know. Right, it's it's like um, having more than one car after JFK. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the... Um, Don't worry, Mr. President, we're just going to ride you around in a convertible and you can wave to all the happy people. <laughs> it's like the, the, street, the street game where they put the, the ball under the cup. And they move all the cups around, mm. you know, and you got to, like, which one's he in? Which yeah. one's he in? Oh, I just made $20. Anybody can win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you too can win cash and prizes. You'll step right up. You want to see my fucking ball trick? Yo, it's real easy. Check this out. Any, mini, money, more, which is the way the couple goes. Well, so, like, it makes sense why you would have a body double, you know, from a logistical standpoint. But... Why would you have someone, uh, uh, just a completely different person, impersonating a political figure or... A, like, why, why would there be a guy wearing a Fauci mask on TV? What if it's just because these people are so fucking, like, top tier and... Or rich, important... That they just simply don't want to go to these fucking things. They're just like, like they're just like nah, oh, I've talked... Sylvia, listen, I've talked with MSNBC, CNN, all of those fuckheads a hundred times. I don't, I don't want to do it. Send, send Bill. Then send Ralph. Then we got at least four live Fauci's active today. Don't call here again. That could be, I mean, that could be it. They could just be so narcissistic that... It's just a nonchalant. They just don't feel like going to work that day, and the technology is developed enough that they can pull it off. Right. What if it's What if it's like even more than that? Like it's like um, to get you and me, people who actually pay attention, like freaked out, like you just to cause chaos. You know, like some kind of like asymmetrical warfare. I think I think that's part of it as well because like a lot of like the stuff that like. You and I and, um, you know, a lot of the people that have been on the show have sort of, like, bonded over is absurdity, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's comedy and sometimes that's drama, Yeah, you know? But with how absurd a lot of these things are, it's kind of like, well, who would believe such a thing, right? Right, right. Like, I tried to get people for years to just be like, yo, you should just take a listen to Flat Earthers' arguments. Mm. I don't agree with their curvature argument. That's the crux of their whole thing. Right. The curve, mm. right? But people should still look into it because it's it's a brain exercise and it also challenges a lot of stuff. Like, they have hundreds of proofs in their argument that are not about just the curvature. Right. 
you know. It doesn't prove the earth is flat, but it does prove that other things are not true. Exactly. Like, that, that's how, like, I've always been skeptical of, like, the moon landing and really just the space program in general. But when the <clears throat> alternative cosmology people started popping up, flat earth, hollow earth, you know, concave earth, whatever, they, they didn't, they didn't move me to their conclusion. No, but, they moved me to what the fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I, I'm not coming to the same conclusion as you, but the like the flat earthers, for example, put the nail in the coffin over NASA. You know, if the argument was too strong, and the PR department for NASA had had too many lies, mm -hmm. right, to where it's like I, they're essentially just another wing of the government. You know, like. We're told there's three branches of the government. Horseshit. The media is at least a fourth. Yeah. NASA is, a, I would argue, a fifth. Mm -hmm. You know, they control the skies. Yeah. You know. Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. Like, like the, these are all different facets of authoritarianism, mm -hmm. you know. I think that's one thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way about the, the left-wing, right-wing argument. It's like, bro, we should be focused on top-bottom. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, like, like. All the other stuff is church, as far as I'm concerned. Right. 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 It's how you run your house, how you run your community. Mm -hmm. But you want to have decentralized power, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, so like, I agree with, like, the commies and, like, the anarchists that, like, want to get rid of, like, like that kind of shit. Like, yeah, like, I agree with that. But once you start getting into, like, their profits and their principles and even, like, you start talking about, like... Principles of like monogamy and polygamy, which no, <laughs> yeah. no, no judgment, you know, if it's consensual and you're adults, that's fine. But like, I'm such a fucking old prude, dude. I'm like, like, I'm like, I've been a slut for so many years that like nowadays I'm just like, bro, like I, like I, I don't want to like hang out with a couple and like bang yeah, them and then no. hang out with them. Like that's that seems odd. Like to me, I'm not you trying know? to be no unicorn. No, man. <laughs> is that what that is? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. It, I would imagine, right? Like it's like, like a, a, something to be shared. Right? I guess I don't know. I, I I see that a lot. I'm not a unicorn. <laughs> I've seen. I mean, I've like like. I, I get like like <laughs> pornography with it's hot. Whenever like you have like some woman that's just like, oh here I brought you some. <laughs> Some other woman to just like come inside of. It's yeah. like I was like, well, holy hell, it must be my birthday. I'm like, yeah, there's there's a payment for that yeah. elsewhere. That's just not free. No, -uh. it's like you're you're having a conversation about how we need to dismantle the federal government, and the guy you're talking to is like, yeah, but we can bang each other's wives, right? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like we agree on the you know the core premise. Well, why can't I just? I mean, you came to my wife and figured I could just take some carrots from your fucking garden. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like Daryl does that's all the carrots. You're in there hoarding the people's vagina. Hey man. My wife's pussy's all I got. Figured, you know, soiled it will desoil your gourd. Like that's that's not the kind of exchange nor nor, you know <laughs> community like that I I would want to be in, you know. Like I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of like a whale or a walrus or a bear, you know. Like right. I, I just like I just like to go and retreat. Yeah. And male lion. I, <laughs> yeah. But then that kind of goes back to polygamy, where it's just like you meet another male lion, and you're just like I like all of your wives. Yeah, true. I'm yeah. just gonna kill you. I'm gonna slaughter your children so your wives get horny and give me children. Maybe a penguin. <laughs> 
slowly starting to realize why I've become so alienated and uh, ostracized over the years, <laughs> just from conversation alone. Like, <laughs> like, oh yeah, we should dismantle the government. Yeah, man. But polygamy in the animal kingdom, that's kind of wild, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, I get it. Well, like, so, with, with not not coming to the same conclusions, but, you know, agreeing on the basic facts of the argument, you know, it's like, okay, that is a guy in a mask on TV. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, I forgot the, we were on the mask. Right, yeah. well, we were going 100 miles, right, right, 100 yeah. miles an hour into the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> So they're I'm talking circles like a fucking tornado, dude. <laughs> I'll come back around eventually. May not be the same spot, but <laughs> if I if you see me circling around, just grab me. But yeah, like all all this stuff is like like it's it's so absurd. Like I'll try like I can't even talk politics with with my parents anymore. It gets mm-hmm. them too upset. But like I I would you know I'll try to like tell people just like did you see this stuff where it's like Fauci's wearing a mask. And, like, one, people aren't going to understand the context, and they're going to get triggered by, because they're curse words, right? Right, It's like a Pavlov's bell. You hear certain words, and you become triggered by it. Mm -hmm. So, like, mask, Fauci, you know. Fake. Abortion. Yeah, right. You you know. Well, it's like, so, that that guy wearing a Fauci mask on TV does not equal um, alien reptiles rule the world. You know what I mean, but, no, even, but even though that is a common conclusion of uh, among people who <laughs> believe that that's a man wearing a mask, you know what I'm saying. So just because just because um, the International Space Station has been has been doing some Hollywood trickery does not mean the Earth is flat. Just like that guy wearing a mask doesn't mean that the mole people are running the central bank. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Dude, like that's that's a vet. damn. This is I'm so glad I brought you on this. Show, uh, able to take all these bullet points and actually, the needle, the needle. Yeah, yeah, make it actually digestible. So, so it's like, but it's it's like what you're saying. It's like, um, it's like, but that but that's on purpose, you know. It's like that's a guy. You tell your friend that's a guy wearing a mask, and they're like, "What? You don't believe in science?" <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "No, I'm just saying that that's not the that's not a, <laughs> that's not who you think it is." <coughs> I've even tried do like talking about like things that like I'm concerned with like. Like pollution for our planet, right? And I'll try to phrase it like that instead of like climate change or global warming because no matter what may be the, the caveat attached to my argument with that, if, if it's something skeptical or that is like criticizing Green Party politics in like the modern sense of people are just like, oh, what are you, a science denier? So right. you, don't, you don't think climate change is real? Right. It's like, of course it's real. It happens every year. Yeah. Everybody, but like all all these things, like, and you can see like that with a lot of stuff with um, the QAnon like cult, and not just with people inside, but people outside. Like, there's a cult of QAnon that are not into QAnon. Yeah, in fact, you know they, what I mean. In fact, they hate it. Yeah, yeah like it's well, the, the blue anon. There's a like they call, it, but like oh, yeah, all, yeah. all of it is like the Q cult. There's a like there's a podcast I listen to called QAnon Anonymous. And it's um, it's a couple of guys who they, they they just make fun of people on the right is what it is. But it's, mm-hmm. it started now. Q's over, but they they keep the show going. They make fun of you know America First and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and people who are just like tangentially associated with the Q movement. But there, it's like 
they have so much vitriol for the for the people that you know believe these things that they'll create an entire industry around it. You know, it's part of the same cult, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, or it's like the the new atheists who like make a living on the internet uh, criticizing religion. You know. <laughs> Becoming televangelists themselves. Right, exactly, yeah. I forget uh, what version it's in, but uh, it's in one of the one of the Gospels where it's talking about false prophets. It talks about, uh, I'll drag you into the forest and make you a whore of the earth. Damn. <laughs> That's metal. <laughs> right? I don't I, know that person. <laughs> <coughs> the, uh, um, the masks and, like, like um, all of this um, trickery, I th I think that a lot of this stuff is like you. So it's like if it is detected because it's such like fifth dimensional espionage, right. like level shit, right. that it's like most people aren't going to look into it because it really upsets them and challenges their worldview. Mm -hmm. You know, and when that happens in mass. Other people get upset because they're like, why is your worldview like this? Right. You know, it happens with left and right, you know, the... the if your worldview conflicts with my worldview, then I have to question my worldview. Yeah. And that shakes up my whole... Why are you shaking up my reality? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where it almost becomes like this thing where it's like, our shared reality becomes just their reality. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, who was it? I think, I think it was... Ayn Rand that was talking about the uh, solipsism. Mm -hmm. If you're solipsistic, that uh, you believe that you are the only person in existence, right? Like so, everyone else is a side character in your story. Yeah. 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 So like, which is weird because a lot of these people are left wing and despise Ayn Rand, but it's like, yeah, <laughs> kind, of, kind of have a solipsistic uh, worldview when it comes to. Like culture war stuff, where it's like, like accept this, ex accept this. Right. It's like, bro, I, I'm good, man. Like you accept it if you want, but like, I'm good. It took me a long time to figure this shit out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'll reject whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah. Like you I'm not, I'm not left wing, and I'm not a big fan of Ayn Rand. You know. I think some of her principles that she has, like. I like I agree with I don't, I've never read her shit you yeah. know what I mean but like the idea that like uh, the smallest minority is one right like the individual yeah Abs absolutely mm -hmm. you know or I think it uh, may have uh, may have been her may not have been her I may may have this mistaken but uh, to sum it up it was pretty much like uh, a pro capitalism thing where it's like the the world operates with blood or gold. You must choose one. <laughs> I think, yeah. Uh, that might be a false dialectic. It's kind of heavy, you know. It's like... What's a false dialectic? Um, an either-or versus a both-and. Mm. So, like... Uh, I mean, I, I get the... I get the... Um, <clears throat> I get the aim behind the saying, but it's like, it's blood or gold. And I'm like, well, I choose dirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go live in the fucking woods. You know, you can keep your economy and you can keep your warfare. Oh man! And I'll Teddy K in the woods. I don't think I would last very long. No, I wouldn't either. But, <laughs> <laughs> but 
But in that case, you become... It becomes blood, right? Because nature yeah. consumes you. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. So. Yeah. There's... There are... Um, yeah, you might be right. There are a few other ways. I mean, it still may be an Andor. You know what I mean? Right. Because, like, that seems to be also, like... Like, hey, if you shed enough blood, either your own or others, then you, you can... You can get the gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First you get the gold, then you get the blood, <laughs> then you get the women. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long That's as... the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. As long as I can keep all the blood inside my body and all the gold outside my body, then I'm fine. <laughs> talking about before I asked what a what did you say a false dialectic yeah 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 I don't know <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about um, well I asked you what the craziest uh, thing you had seen oh yeah oh man I see so much crazy shit every week this week I think has been kind of chill um I, I should actually I've been behind I've been behind because I've been catching up on the Alex Jones trial which that's been pretty pretty wild um just in the more on a more grounded sense that this guy is being um, basically bankrupted over his opinions, you know. The uh, first of all, he has the worst lawyer in the fucking world. That doesn't shock me. Yeah, Dallas, <laughs> yeah. My lawyer, he doesn't talk to folks. You know. I saw <laughs> my favorite meme I saw was <laughs> Alex Jones. <laughs> lawyer's briefcase opens up full of jelly beans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how it was. Uh, the The prosecutor is a. I mean, he's an he's an assassin. You know, he's he's nailing him, but he's he's kind of. I don't know. It's a it's a civil suit, and it's um, and it's televised. So it's kind of the whole thing's a show. Won't they have a, what they call it, tort reform? On, like, the amount he has to pay? Yes, yes. Um, on the state level, it's, like, a maximum of $750,000. Yeah. But they were... The prosecutor... But the prosecutor... I don't know who... who I don't know who put the number out there, but they were asking for um, between, like, $500 million and $3 billion for compensatory reparations. And he like it's it's weird because he's in he's in the court the courtroom at the beginning of the day and then later in the day he's on his show talking about what happened in the courtroom, so it's like <laughs> and he, so what like, a chap yeah right? <laughs> so, so he's on his show like they're asking for three billion dollars they might as well be asking for a trillion dollars or a quadrillion dollars I was like that's a, that's not even a real number. <laughs> <laughs> so like Infowars filed for bankruptcy earlier this year. I don't know if it was in like preparation for this court case or mm -hmm. what the deal is, but um so for anybody who doesn't know, he's in a he's in a defamation case right now for um or was for his right? well, yeah, I think it's over now. Um for his cut well, I'm sure there's one there's another one coming. It's like they they lined up all the parents to sue him back to back. Is what, oh, this wasn't all the parents. No, this was two of them. Uh, actually, this is the the parents of one child who are actually separated now. But um, so his opinions on Sandy Hook, which he later recanted. You know, he uh, and it's it's not so much that he was claiming that the whole thing was a hoax. He was covering other authors and journalists and just 
internet posts about you know the um, fishiness of the whole situation. Right. You know. There there were a couple of clips of him like kind of like right out saying that like this was like a false flag. Right. And right. Whatnot, which you watch and you're just like God, man. Like don't say that. Yeah. It's like me. I I think kids got murdered for sure. Yeah. I I think the sketchiness was kind of what happened after the fact and the lone gunman like narrative right. and like all that yeah. there was you know they they tracked two two officers went after another shooter who fled through the woods according mm-hmm. to the police well just camera. like just like all the story all those kind of stories there's inconsistencies right from different um, witnesses and survivors and stuff and so but later he he recanted later he said he came out and said look I think it ha-, and this was years ago Look, I think it happened. I'm sorry for any, you know, harm that I might have caused, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he was even on, like, he was not allowed back on Joe Rogan's show. And then, like, because they had beef. Oh, really? And then he came back on and, like, was, like, uh, extremely uh, apologetic. And where where it gets circusy is so the prosecutor, the prosecuting attorney, um, basically made him go through all his go through his phone, find any text messages relating to the event, and hand it over as evidence. So, according to Jones, he gave his phone over to his lawyers um, so that they they could go through it, and uh, he testified that there was no Sandy Hook material on his phone, and that anything that was Sandy Hook related had already been uh, submitted into evidence. He. The, the prosecuting attorney, on the final day of the trial, it was his sentencing, says, do you know that your attorney's messed up? Your attorney sent me your, uh, basically a digital clone of his entire phone. Going back two years. <coughs> and the, their like, coup de grace was this one text message from Paul Joseph Watson that uh, was basically, it was criti- criticizing Jones for covering a COVID story where supposedly they were using um, training dummies, like CPR dummies, and putting them in hospital beds to show on the news as actual COVID patients. And Paul Joseph Watson is basically kicking his ass via text message saying, this is just like Sandy Hook. Oh, this is Sandy Hook all over again. You know, implying that you're saying things that aren't true. Uh... You need to correct yourself. And the prosecu- prosecution used that to try to say that Jones was <clears throat> committing perjury because he claimed that there was no Sandy Hook material in his phone. And that that text message actually proved that there was. Because of the keyword Sandy Hook. Exactly. And, that I mean, that's just, it's ridiculous. No, know? that sounds, what, like, anytime I have a lawyer, they always make sure to give the opposing side the complete contents of my cell phone. Yeah, you know? right, yeah, yeah. That's, so, and the thing, that's just the way law goes. That's, that's how you law. The that's thing law. The thing is, just because his, uh, Jones's attorney sent that in does not mean that it is, va- is valid evidence. You know, if it's privileged information, the defense has a certain amount of time that they can, you know, they have to go through a process and, classify it as privileged information so that it can't be used in the trial. Mm. Well, his his attorneys never did that. He he sent him an email, he sent an email to the prosecution that says please disregard the last email. Just like just please don't, just forget you saw that, you know. Like <laughs> just a completely inf- informal 
And this this prosecutor, he's a fucking. He he he's not playing any games. And the judge the judge isn't either. The judge is obviously biased against Jones. Like, she's a blue haired goth chick, and she actually didn't let the jury because it's a jury trial. Didn't let the jury make a verdict. She made the guilty verdict. The judge did, which apparently can happen in these civil cases, but. The whole civil court, I, I don't have much understanding Man, of it. If you were on the jury and had to sit there and be a part of that shit show, yep. and then be like, finally we can just we can decide and be done with it. And the judge is like, you know what? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So now I'm deciding. <laughs> Guilty. So now the prosecutor... Now that he has his whole phone going back the last two years, he's talking about his, he's got friends in the federal government and in the police force and on the January 6th uh, committee that he says, you know, I'm sure that there's a lot of people who want to get their hands on this information. And now that it's been submitted as evidence in this trial, he's like, if you think I'm not going to send this to the January 6th committee or to the federal law enforcement, you're wrong. That's what I'm going to do as soon as this trial's over. So he's going to try, I mean, he, he wants to put him away forever, you know, a lot of people do. And not, they don't just want him broke, they want, they want him in prison, they want him dead. They want, that's, that seems to be what most people want, mm-hmm. right? Most people just want you to die. Yeah. Like, whenever they, they're, they're done with you, they're displeased with you, or they can't forgive you. They just want you to die. It'd just be a little bit easier for everybody if you just disappear. Yeah, yeah. like, why do you have to exist? <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll, we'll be nice to you if you just quit existing. Mm-hmm. Like, they started, like, sucking John McCain's posthumous dick, like, after he died. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, no, no, not, not literally. Uh, yeah, no, I, like, no, I, As part of the ritual, <laughs> bring the body into the circle. I thought you meant recently, like. Draw upon it. I thought recently, I was like, why the fuck would anybody be talking about John McCain? <laughs> but no, like, like that's what that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Like, af- after you die, you know, it's like, oh, gosh. Oh. Same with Bush 1. When H.W. Uh, Bush died, everybody, you know, everybody was talking about how it was such a tragedy to lose, you know, such a honorable honorable man, you know, who killed and tortured and brain brainwashed and poisoned and <laughs> so many people including children you know he was a fine man <laughs> he's me myself <laughs> I think the stuff with Alex Jones like how many times has he been sued for this or taken the court for this. This is the only <clears throat> instance that I'm aware of. I thought he had been like... It's definitely the most high profile. Th- that for sure, and the most recent one. But I thought there had been other instances where he he was sued and then maybe they settled like out of court. For defamation? I think so. That's like, the only thing, I mean, that's really the only thing I can see them p- pinning on him is defamation. You know, if you say, oh, this guy's a liar, or this guy's <clears throat> an actor, or these people are uh, 
faking deaths, you know, for political gain or whatever. Defamation. I mean, it's, <clears throat> defamation lawsuits are the really the only we, uh, weapon they have against free speech. You yeah. can you can say whatever you want. And the the problem with I think all of this is like it goes back to like you know Mrs. Fauci fire with with the mask on <coughs> is it discredits a lot of the things in there that we should be talking about. Right. You know, because, like, like there's stuff now where it's like, hey, it seems like um, there's federal agents involved with a lot of these mass shootings. Mm-hmm. Like, they're planned. Yeah. It seems like they also know, and by they, it's... Maybe it's just rogue, like, agents or a rogue sect, mm-hmm. like somebody with power, right? That is just like, yeah, I don't like these people. <coughs> like, like, we're gonna... Let's stir some shit up right before the election. Yeah, yeah. Like, like um, I've never read all of um, uh, Bill Cooper's uh, Behold a Pale Horse. Horse. Yeah, I've got it. I've been I've been trying to read it for a while. It's a. Uh... It's it's my kind of book, not the content, but because I don't have to read it chronologically. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like I I could just pick a spot, and be like, open okay. up a page, and you're like, whoa, that's wild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I'm. That's how I read, you know, like like an idiot. He um, he's really a really interesting guy. Um, I don't know the exact circumstances, but he died in a shootout with federal agents. He sure did, <laughs> like a fucking chap. Uh, I don't know if it was over taxes or what, but uh, yeah, that's the way to go out. But um, he he straight up predicted nine eleven, among a lot of other things. Yeah, man, like a lot of stuff we see now with. Like what I'm talking about with um, mass shootings, yeah, yeah, and the anti-gun lobby. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at like some of the stuff from these tragedies where they're murdering people, mm-hmm. you know, they're I would argue sacrificing yeah. people. There, there, there are celebrities and faces coming out of it, right? Right. That like, and I'm sure probably like folks like uh, maybe not the NRA, but people in the NRA, like manufacturers, are stoking the fire as well because they're just like, hey, sales are going to keep yeah. fucking going up, every, bro. Every mass shooting that happens, gun sales always mm-hmm. go up. And then if it's... Well, yeah, you, you got people like David Hogg, you know, who for a short time was making a career out of being a survivor of a school shooting. Yeah, I saw a, saw a good meme the other day of uh, a picture of his face and it was like, grandfather was like CIA... His father was FBI. Yeah, I knew his, him though. He's on the level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew his. I knew his dad was. Uh, he was connected to the government somehow. Um, I, I made this point to somebody the other day. <clears throat> it's like you think cops lie. You know, you think there's dirty cops. Like, yeah, of course. <clears throat> okay, well, what about judges? Do you think judges ever like lie or make a sentence that's you know not fair? Yeah, absolutely. What about politicians? Yeah, politicians lie for sure. Absolutely. Uh, do you believe in organized crime? Yeah, like <clears throat> the mafia exists and stuff. Okay. What about news anchors? Do you think they always tell the truth? What? Well, yeah, but yeah, they have to tell the truth, you know? It's like, come on, dude. They have to say whatever their sponsors. Right. What? what, what whoever's paying for the advertisement, mm-hmm. they're going to say whatever they want them to say. That's that's the way it goes. Brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> it's fucking baffling. I saw the CDC. Um, 
the uh, CDC uh, issued uh, something this week. Yeah, I pulled up real quick. I believe it was uh, new um, guidelines. Yes, yes, yes. And we we should all make sure that you know, of course, the all-knowing body oh, that is, is the uh, CDC is the, it's no longer uh, recommending adults and children quarantine after having been exposed to COVID. Yeah, and unvaccinated should follow the same guidelines as the vaccinated. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's really weird. Yeah. That's really, really weird. So, like, what, what, is, what are the implications of that retroactively, you know? Why have we seen, like, a spike in uh, people having issues with taking medication that they were told that they couldn't sue anybody over, but they had to take it regardless, right? A lot of people lost their jobs over this. Funny. I'm sure it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think you should just listen to Elmo and whatever Sesame Street is talking about. Everybody get your stuff. Elmo has a dad. Apparently, I don't know if that's a new new thing. Or, did you see that? I do. Do the Muppets have like like dicks and pussies I, now? Well, apparently, like, they have biological parents and like, children. <laughs> yeah, like he has like a baby brother. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And, and that was the first I heard about it about Elmo having a family. When is when he went to go get his vaccine, and it shows his <clears throat> Elmo's dad like. I had a lot of questions about Elmo's vaccination, but I'm <laughs> but I talked to the right doctors. Don't listen to Alex Jones. Wonder who sponsors their show. Yeah. Wonder if they're involved in pharmaceuticals at all. A lot. A lot well, of you know, PBS has a lot of, the, which is where Sesame Street mm-hmm. is broadcast, has a lot of the same sponsors as NPR, such as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They're such, they're such honorable <laughs> surprise, people. Surprise, surprise. That fucking cunt. And I don't mean... Melinda, you know, I've, 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 I'm, I'm sure she's a lovely eugenicist. That, yeah. But she does have some principles, apparently, where she's like, yeah, you go on to Pedophile Island repeatedly with uh, Jeff Epstein and then him dying. It's kind of a bad look. Yeah. And then you also immediately afterwards becoming being on the main stage for World Health, even though you're famously a college dropout. It's like his... I forget what his father did. His mother worked for IBM, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, his father was involved with Planned Parenthood. Mm. I don't know if that was... I don't think that was his career, but... I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm sure the eugenicist ideology had no yeah, play right, in his upbringing yeah. whatsoever <laughs> as far as turning into a supervillain. This shit does worry me, though, with their... It's like they're trying to lure people in eventually, one way or the other, before they have to coerce them into either destroying everything so new corporations can come in, buy it, build it, yeah. and control it how they want. Uh, or, solve a coagulate. Solve a coagula. I don't know how you pronounce it. Solve, but. solve et coagula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's an old Mudvayne song, uh, called that. Oh. <laughs> it's funny how metal and uh, alchemy, they kind of... Me- Dude, like, that's what I'm saying. They're like dragons yeah. and, like, <laughs> fantasy and wickedness yeah. and, like, like, all that, like, what's... 
What's crazy is some of the, not all of them, but like some of the more wholesome musicians that I've uh, met are like uh, metal. Like that's oh, yeah. what they do. They're just like, they're just like the sweetest, like kindest fucking people. Absolutely. And then like, but you get them talking about like Jesus or like the Christian church and just like, oh, let me tell you about fucking Jesus, yeah. brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then you you like meet somebody who's in like a pop rock band, and they won't even talk to you. Like not even not even somebody famous, just like a just a regular asshole. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. But metal guy, metal guys have always been super kind, in my experience. I'm I, obviously there's assholes in every scene. Usually, usually the the fans and the folks that aren't as good as their counterparts are usually the assholes I've found. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So like, in something like. Like hardcore, like in in that scene, you have a lot of kind people. Then you have a lot of people that are just complete like douchebags mm-hmm. and like violent to everybody. And then they're like, "Oh, come on, we're a family. Hey, yeah. come on, yeah. come on, we're all brothers. We fight together, man." It's like, bro, we're at we're at Golden Corral. I just, I just, I just want to eat as much fried chicken as my fat ass can for seventeen dollars. In, in in peace, we we don't need to fight. No, fuck that. Yeah. But the uh, solve solve et coagula, dissolve and coagulate is that's the um, that's the guiding principle behind a lot of these like elite powers. Is you destroy everything, build it back up from the bottom, uh, build back better, as everybody right. was saying for well, two, it's conjuring two years. Yeah, on, on a. Um, Societal, or yeah. even if large enough, a civilizational mm-hmm. like level. It's literally magic. Yeah, mm-hmm. like <laughs> it kind of reminds me of uh, calling it like literal magic. Is uh, this is not related, but it was uh, Jordan Peterson talking about how a bus stop or a train stop is miraculous he's like he's like oh think about it you know you can go to this exact place at this exact time and a bus will show up or a train will show up and you can give them some money and they'll take you no matter what time of day or what day it is excuse me they'll go at that time always it's a miracle it's bloody teleportation it's bloody something it's teleportation in slow motion you think oh how do we how, how have we managed to evolve and accomplish so much in such a small amount of time? And I think, oh, oh gosh. Well, how did we get here? Well, I took a bus, okay? So, buses, it's a lot faster than walking. So it saves time, you understand? Time is the important thing here. If you've ever seen the movie Pinocchio, it's like in the belly of a whale. Of how he'll just start crying in the middle of talking. He about gives it. he keeps it real for all his, for all uh, for all of his faults and all of his. Well, it's you know it's it's kind of vague. It depends on what you mean. Yeah. I, I have to do the I have to do the Kermit the Frog to get into JBP's voice. Oh yeah, it's, like might have to this, do Jordan B. Peterson here. Do do with this info what what you will, but I have to align my throat a certain way yeah, to get yeah. like you know a timber voice, right? You know, among other things. Which um, I, I was really into into Peterson when he first you know started getting big, and he can make something that's so um, mundane actually seem really important. And it, I mean, it helped me in a lot of ways, like uh, the idea of transforming something chaotic into something 
uh, with order, which is a form of magic, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. something as simple. Set your house in the perfect yeah, order before so, you attempt to criticize the outside world. People giving shit about saying clean your room like it's the most, um, the most obvious thing you should do is clean your room before you try to change the world. It's like, yeah, but literally like building your life up out of the chaos that it is into something that you can actually appreciate. It's like, you know, that's, there's something to be said behind right. that. You know, people, people make these, uh, wash your, wash your dick memes about it. It's like, don't forget to wash your dick. <laughs> <laughs> the lobster it's God. Bloody of, important. The lobster God of dick washing. <laughs> Who's the other guy that was, um, he, he and Jordan Peterson debated. Zizek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zizek. 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 I liked, um, what was it, uh, I think it was called A Pervert's Guide to Ideo Ideology. Yeah, is that his book? Well, it was, uh, well, I saw it, it was a documentary. It was like oh, a okay. film critique Word. or whatnot. Um, it, was, it was really cool, though. Um, but the kind of like the crux of like, a lot of his arguments seem to be on the void, on atheism, mm -hmm. right? And I was like, yeah, I get your argument, but like for for me now, I'm like, your argument wouldn't apply for the other team, and right? I'm I'm, I'm kind of playing for the other team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, team light. Yeah, right. Yeah, team yeah. source instead of team life, void. Life is an endless cycle of violence and suffering. <laughs> Listen to me, slap on Zizek. Him and, uh, oh, who is that? Uh, uh, Gore Vidal. There's, uh, there's another another guy from Gore Vidal's uh, era. He, I think he's still alive. I think Gore Vidal's dead. I think so. There's, a, there's another guy. Um, he's like a, a left winger that isn't, uh, isn't afraid to speak his mind. Like, that's, like... What I, what kind of turned me on to like folks like you know uh, Peterson and Zizek, <laughs> and like they were they're kind of punk rock in their own way. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And like I there's only so much of like liberalism like that I can like take after a while before I'm just like yo bro like all. All, this is like the same thing over and over. It's like you find a cycle and it's just like, all right, uh, tell you what, we've got some new movies coming out. Um, how about your childhood favorites? Yeah, like, yeah. Don't worry, they're going to be modernized, so they're going to fit with your worldview and everything because, <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're inclusive. We're, we're liberally minded here, folks. Right. You know? It's like, god damn, man. Like, how, how about we take some fucking risks, you yeah. know? And it's, it's become to the point where... At least, like, a few years ago, it became, like, dangerous to even speak your fucking mind. Mm -hmm. To say, like, hey, man, I, I, I kind of like this shit. Or even to say, like, like I like the guy Fleckus, Austin Fletcher. Yeah, yeah. He had this whole thing of, like, Trump's not that bad. And I was like, yeah, exactly. He's not that bad. That's like, That was basically my political stance during his presidency. He was like, he's not that bad. No. Then 2020 happened, and then shit just kept getting worse with different states. I'm like, you guys aren't going to intervene unless it's a federal courthouse, huh? Yeah. Like, that's, like, I get it. It's like, well, we would declare the Insurrection Act, and then it's like, well, you do, he's trying to declare war before an election, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I get that, but I think kind of, kind of maybe would have been better than just 
letting, I don't know, corporate fascists kind of take over the state, mm -hmm. you know. It seemed to happen in a lot of blue places. Oh, a lot, a lot of the stuff with modernity, I feel, is, um, like uh, you had said before, that, like, you know, punk rock is dead. And I think, in a way, that's kind of correct, because it's like, any anything you do that, like, um, you see that is um, kind of quote-unquote punk, it's it's just nostalgia. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. It's just, it's a regurgitation of something that already happened. Mm -hmm. It's like, if... if if you look back at like kind of like the era of like like Bad Brains or like Black Flag and like the late seventies, early eighties, the reason they were playing like that is because nobody else was playing that. Right. Like they were just like, well, nobody. We don't want these people to listen to it. We want people to like kind of like get it. You know what I mean? Mm. Get like that. This is they're playing as loud, as fast, as heavy as they can. But then all of a sudden, like, forget what Black Flag album was like the second half is kind of like a grunge doom yeah. like album yeah and like bad brains would have like reggae like breakdown <laughs> yeah to fucking love like, <laughs> yeah i think it's, some of the reggae songs are some of my more favorite than bad their, brain songs their latest album because all a lot of their early stuff you know it's like homophobic <clears throat> oh is it <laughs> <laughs> i think uh what's the guy uh hr is mm -hmm. that the front man <laughs> i think uh during the uh the AIDS crisis. I think some of uh, his interviews uh, kind of uh, oh, would not, would not uh, hold up. In not, the, uh, well, the Rastafari I could be I could be wrong. Right. <clears throat> Rastafarians, as far as I know, they don't play any of that shit anyway. Well, there's a lot of like at least like Caribbean like culture is like is like kind of conservative. Yeah, you know, like very pro masculine. Yeah, um, like family. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, the. Latest, I think it was the last one they did. Um, Bad Brains put out a an album called Build a Nation. It was like in the late aughts, I think, mm. and it's actually really well produced because their earlier stuff, like all those other bands, is you know lo-fi. You know, yeah. What was um was it self-titled the the first one with yellow I, with the lightning bolt over the cap? It was either self-titled or it was banned in DC. That's what I'm trying to think. Yeah, I get them. They all run together in my mind. Mm -hmm. I'll just have a long playlist from, diff <laughs> from different different albums. But well, a lot of the um, a lot of those um, bands that like kind of at least during like the one up and Vito's days mm -hmm. that were like that were doing hardcore, but not like the like the tough guy like kind of shit. Like now, some of that stuff, like yo, if you got a heavy rhythm, I'll booty dance to fucking anything. Yeah, you know totally. what I mean. But like. Like the Blood Brothers, I saw them at a One Up, and they they had the worst fucking technical difficulties. Like, because they have two singers, and then another like mic for like the third vocals, mm -hmm. and like there's five of them, and of course there's like you know a bunch of us just like kids, you know, like 18, 17 at the time. <coughs> but they were so kind, and like they fucking killed it, and like they they were doing like. And they even went on to do like artsy, like kind of like hardcore, like where um, the guitarist uh, Cody uh, on their album uh, Crimes, he would uh, instead of doing like power chords and stuff, he started doing just simple appreggios. Mm. Meanwhile, the rest of the band would be like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like just pummeling <clears throat> shit. That was a that was a cool time. Uh, cause I, I was like fourteen when I got involved in the 
music scene around here, playing at Vito's. You mm-hmm. know, like I probably shouldn't have even been allowed in that building. Well, they did all. It was all ages shows. Yeah. Technically. Um, yeah, because the bar was downstairs. Right. And, uh, but looking back on it, I probably had no business being there. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, I, you know, playing in playing in uh, in the shittiest bands you can imagine. You know, in my teenage years, but we would open for for um, some other bands that were you know similar genre much more talented than us but um and some of those guys you know i still talk to from time to time but they were you know i don't know five ten years older than me and just the nicest guys in the world you know like they i mean i'm sure they knew we sucked you know at the time but it's like <laughs> after the show it's like yeah man keep at it you know you guys are you get, and you know, they would watch us change over the years and uh later on like <clears throat> we would cover some of the you know the older guys's bands well i'm it, when you're 14, everyone who's like three years older than you just seems like an old man. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But like years later, you're like drinking together and stuff. But you'd like cover cover one of their old songs, and they they'd cover one of your new songs, and it's just like real like camaraderie between bands. But you you don't see that anymore. But um, and not not those guys in particular, but like it's funny how like like you were saying, punk is dead. Like anybody who is in into that countercultural scene 15 or so years ago it's like now the majority of them are like shills for corporations and the government you know yeah yeah or if not <laughs> pro science <laughs> if not for uh, the government then usually like for for some corporate entity yeah. if, if nothing else you know like the uh, the offspring's drummer like he essentially got kicked out of the band for not uh not taking the jab not taking the jab that's right that's right and uh wouldn't allow him in the studio like jesus you know wasn't allowed like on the tour bus and the reason he took it what had actually not that anybody needs to give a reason this is a pro bodily autonomy you know but the the reason he had was a medicinal one because uh, i think it was a What's it called? Gear Bear Syndrome? I've heard it pronounced different ways. It's um Guile Barris yeah, Syndrome. Jules yeah. Barre. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't speak uh, <laughs> I don't speak European. Uh, I don't, I don't, uh, this is the white. Yeah, Gu- Guile Bar, I think, something yeah, like that. But like it was like for medicinal reasons. So rather than <laughs> you know, like be like, hey, you know, like uh, we've uh, we've got a replacement, you know, for the tour or whatnot. They're just like, oh, sorry, bro. Yeah. Guess you gotta go. It was uh, for the Deftones. Uh, Steve Carpenter or Stefan Carpenter. Um, he's a uh, <laughs> colloquially called a flat earther. He's been on the Tinfoil Hat. Oh before. yeah, yeah. But um, was he, he the guitarist? Or yeah. He, okay. Uh, he's he's been Deftones like full-time guitarist mm. but uh they were just like well we gotta we gotta go out and promote and we're going to europe and he's either gonna be a a, a risk because he's unvaxxed or like something will happen and be like oh he's quarantined like oh you can't go until you're you know right you're vaccinated or yep. whatever so they just uh hired a replacement for the tour which <sighs> i'm sure affects his paycheck yeah but i mean they didn't kick him out of the fucking band right you know what right. i mean yeah, that I don't know, man. There's a another band, Igor, 
with three R's. They make such cool uh, like metal albums, like very um, operatic, you know. Mm. Um, the I think originally it was like a one man band, right? And then like he found as, as every one man band eventually becomes a six man band. Yeah. <laughs> but there was um, uh, three I think core members. Mm. And one of the three core members was like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not participating yeah. in this." And they're like, "Oh, sorry, bro, you're out of the band." Right. It's yeah. like, God damn, man! Like, like, yeah. like I don't know that that's what happened to me necessarily. Like, I never got kicked out of a band, or, but like, and m- maybe in retrospect, I was like, um, went about the wrong way, reacting to the COVID restrictions and guidelines and stuff like that. I was very vocal about it and I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't just going to go along, you know, to get along. Right. But, uh, <clears throat> that's the last time I was involved in any kind of music scene. And, uh, and, you know, I don't, don't get text returned, you know, I don't get, uh, invited to jam or to come to shows. Or oh, no, 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 you're friends with me. That <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, I can't tell if it was you or COVID. <laughs> it's, Probably both. Probably. <laughs> what's, what's funny is like so many of those conversations happen when I'm not around. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Well, and that and that's what I mean. It's like nobody ever said anything to me. I just okay. The lockdown's over. Are we gonna have band practice again? You know, just no reply. So uh, I guess <laughs> I guess I'm uh, blacklisted or I don't know. But I mean, it's like whether you're just a local asshole. <clears throat> Trying, you know, trying to play music in your free time, or you're a career musician. Like the Offspring's been around for like thirty years. You yeah. Know? Like, on, like, yeah. Ma- like they've been mainstream for thirty years. You know? Yeah. Like at some point, standing up for what you believe in is gonna pay a price. You know. Yeah, and, it's very true. And a lot of people are just gonna go along to get along. No, you know? no. Keep their paycheck coming in. Nah. When you when you're dead, they'll they'll, they'll don't worry. They'll play your songs. They're like, oh man, he was great. Though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a great drummer. It's like me whenever um, what's his name Taylor Hawkins died. Yeah. Now this this is just me speculating. This was the um, the Foo, Foo Fighters. Fighters yeah, yeah. Now he he's been their drummer for all but two of their albums. Mm-hmm. Like the the first two, Dave Grohl did the drumming on, right? And then fired the drummers for the they took on tour. It's only met. I think uh, he, uh, Taylor Hawkins was working for Alanis Morissette at mm-hmm. the time. I could be wrong on that. But um, what I think happened is, because, you know, Dave, Dave Grohl was very, very vocal about, like, everybody in the show is going to have to be vaccinated. Right, like, yeah. Everybody. The staff, the venue staff, the crowd, everybody has to be. Which, I, I, I get it. He's He's a top tier kind of guy right and he has his image to hold up and he is not like taking those kind of chances yeah and it's not really it's not really a question of integrity if that's what you actually believe then you know yeah stand up for your beliefs exactly yeah so like i i get that i don't agree i i I think it's hogwash but still i like i don't have to agree with somebody to understand why they're principled in it right right right, you know but then, like, I also, like, put into, like, okay, the life of excess and, like, especially if somebody, like, to be, like, Taylor Hawkins, like, a full-time drummer, like, you have to be in, like, tremendous, like, 
shape, you know? Yeah. So your heartbeat is probably already, like, fucked in a certain way. Uh-huh. Then I imagine if you add in drugs with it and... fuck is that? Locust, I think? Locusts? Yeah, and drugs and maybe um, experimental pharmaceutical mm-hmm. that seems to have, in certain doses, effects that can cause, I don't know, heart problems or heart attacks and stuff like that. I think it was probably just sudden adult death syndrome. <laughs> Sads. Sads, yeah. <laughs> you used to be seasonal affective disorder. No, no, that's just... I, the, that's, I have sad... That's a little sad. This is the big sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like all those, uh, all those twenty-one-year-old professional soccer players just die, dying of natural causes. Dude, somebody—it's horrific. Uh, but somebody um, made a montage of all of them dropping with the brought to you by Pfizer. Oh, brought no. to you by Pfizer. That's horrible. Like that clip yeah. over top of it. More coffee. Uh, no, I'm good, thank you. The, uh... It's like, that shit doesn't happen, man. And, really, I I, I think it really is that they're just, they're trying to get people off the fucking planet, one way or the other. Right, yeah. Um, They can't do it all at once. No, no, because then, that would be obvious, right? But if, if you do it in small little waves... And you do it new school to where it's like you don't have a direction to point, mm. right, geographically to say like where is the enemy located? Well, it's it's everywhere. It's in the ether. Yeah. You know. And well, it's like if you have a net with big enough holes, you know, a big enough um, voids in between your knots, but you throw the net over the entire lake, you're not going to catch every fish. You know what I mean? No. But you're going to catch enough fish that it's going to make a difference in the population of the lake. I watched um, something on YouTube. Um, I think his name was Fritz Haber. I could be wrong. Fritz Haber. Fritz Haber. Um, no relation. He is interesting character. He is um, responsible. I think that's a little Before I even begin, let me check. So I'm not sounding like an idiot and the guy's name's like... This podcast has been reviewed and it's been deemed out of context. Oh gosh, is the fat bastard wrong again? (laughs) Shucks, sorry gang. Hold up, let me... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Fritz Haber. (laughs) So this guy... um, There was uh, this weird um, law... Still in effect in America from the 1850s, where if you find an island covered in guano, you know, bird shit, that you can claim it if you put up a flag as America and wait for the military and they will come and, like, help you claim this new island for America. So. Wait, if, <laughs> if it's uninhabited? I think it, it, well, it can't already be claimed, right? So you, okay, you so it can be inhabited, just, just not by America, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be. I think. I think there can't be a flag. So, like, if you f- just like find an island, yeah, right, like, like, of, like of a bird shit, right, right, you know, a 
like floating in the middle. <laughs> so like, it's you know, guano was uh, used. Uh, I think it's a uh, the high nitrogen content mm -hmm. in it for you know fertilizer, right? So it became extremely uh, valuable. Uh, four pounds of guano will get you one pound of gold. Whoa! So um, because of this, how much blood? Oh man! <laughs> I don't know what the blood to gold ratio is. I'm sure somebody does. I'm sure Alistair Crowley figured it out yeah. along the way or something. But, um, fuck, what were we just talking about? Guano claiming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started thinking about like a golden spiral, like, <laughs> like doing the mathematics. And like, we found the way, like, true alchemy, we made gold from blood. <laughs> Holy shit. How many people did you kill before you figured that one out? But, um, um, so the the supply of they were uh, taking a lot of it from these islands off the coast of Peru near the Chilean border, um, and they uh, they just depleted them to the point to where the Peruvian government was like, yeah, we're nationalizing the rest of our guano, and you guys you guys can't have any. Nobody right. can export bird shit anymore. Smart move. Yeah, I I I'd say so. You know, <laughs> um, so they had for years tried to figure out like a way to get um it was ammonia or I always I always get that pneumonia ammonium ammonia 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 a way to get um, ammonia right for um <coughs> uh, for uh you know to to get food you know mm -hmm. for fertilizer and the so, ammonium nitrate yeah yeah so yeah. Th this guy figured it out for its hopper um and uh since his uh, invention of this, the uh, the farmers learned that the crops they could now grow four times as much as what they had been previously. Mm -hmm. So the population of the world since then has quadrupled. Right, right. But Fritz Haber also uh, <laughs> was a uh, was a patriot. So when World War One broke out, he suited up and. Figured out uh, ways how to use like you know poison gas mm -hmm. to work effectively, mm -hmm. and uh, the same chemicals that can produce yeah. four times as much food can produce four times bigger explosions. Yeah, cause uh, people uh, inside their lungs to rupture with liquid from nothing, right. from nowhere, and you gurgle and drown <laughs> internally to death. Jesus, uh, it was a um, they were having troubles with it, so he figured out a way how to. Um, Keep it like a a, a a dense fog or a heavy fog, mm -hmm. so it's it's heavier than air, so it would fall <clears> into the trenches. Damn, like, he's he's the guy who figured that out. He won a Nobel Peace Prize for the uh, for the farming stuff, and uh, Jesus. he was buddies with Einstein and uh, uh, a bunch of the, those other guys uh, of their day. But uh, whenever he won the Nobel Peace Prize, like nobody uh, nobody really turned out. At all, he uh, tried to makes you kind of double think the whole Nobel Peace Prize thing. You know, <laughs> wasn't wasn't it the guy who invented like dynamite? Yeah, that Nobel? was Alfred Nobel. I think it was Alfred Nobel. He invented dynamite for mining, was the thing, but it was used obviously. You can for, blow your enemies you to smithereens. <laughs> blow up rocks. You could blow up people. Same same difference. That's why I think some of the stuff like um. 
that the I guess you would say like the mud flutters or the uh, the Tartaria uh, uh, enthusiasts will talk about with um, some of the canals that have existed for like before dynamite. Mm-hmm. It's like how did they dig these giant fucking canals? Right. Oh, just a lot of men with chisels and Ropes. shovels and yeah, it's like. And how and how long did this yeah, take? Yeah, well, it's like two the, centuries. The, like the megalithic stones all over the planet that are not locally sourced. You know, the, like people always talk about the pyramids, <clears throat> like the the size of the limestone rocks in the or rocks, the gigantic stones used in the pyramids came from like miles away. Yeah, and they're too big to just drag along the desert. You know, I think they would just but, ground them up and pour them. Yeah, like well, on site. Uh, you know what I mean? Geopolymers, I think, is what people are calling them. I have no it, idea. It's basically basically <laughs> it's basically an ancient um, form of cement, like uh, yeah, which that make, would be that makes would be all talking makes about, way yeah. more sense than dragging a, a stone that weighs uh, I don't even know you know like an unfathomable. Well, and and using all of your slaves to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, which I mean, yeah, sure, they, they had, like, slaves and whatnot, but exclusively hauling stones from 50 kilometers away right. back to this particular site, you would, like, there'd be so many people that would just die. Yeah. Like, from well, that and, trip. And, like, the, like I, was, I was saying about the pyramids, the pyramids is, like, the common example, <clears throat> but, like, that's a, a lesser example, in my opinion, if you compare it to, like, Baalbek or Machu Picchu, like these megalithic sites with these like ridiculous, like one piece of of rock the size of this house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just, just like without without the use of uh, modern um, like power tools, like uh, jackhammers, dynamite. You know, all kinds of all kinds of like heavy shit that's like difficult to use properly now. They were using you know. 3,000, 10,000 years ago. It's like some of the Marvel cast figures. It's like, as preposterous as it is, what if they're just giants? Like the really large, mar- like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The, like the statue of David or whatnot? Yeah, yeah. Now, it could be because, I mean, Michelangelo, whether it's one person or a collective, right? Mm-hmm. Then that's, that's just how Rome wants, wants, wants it to be remembered. It could have been he spent his entire life working, slowly, like, chiseling away at that so everything's, like, pristine and perfect, Mm -hmm. you know? Or they could have just had a giant and either willingly or unwillingly just be like, okay, make this pose perfect. Poor. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's wild. (laughs) But it's not, like... Is not out of the realm of total possibility. Some, some of this stuff is, uh, some of these sculptures are like incredibly ornate. Like, they'll have like nets. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Where or, it's like, or like, there'll it'll be a woman with like a silk sheet just like lightly covering her body and yeah. like the the indentions in the, in the, you know, quote unquote fabric. It's made of stone, but it's like you can't even imagine somebody doing that by hand now. And that's one of the examples that kind of throws. A wrench into the machine of history is that there are there are a few examples of technology going backwards over time, and uh, 
architect like uh, megalithic architecture is one, sculpture is another one, and the space program. <laughs> Nothing fishy there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, um, there have been discoveries of in recent history of Buddhist monks who's uh, were, for lack of a better word, mummified. Like so, some of these, yeah, like uh, uh, the Chinese monks. Yeah, I think they, 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 these, these statues of golden Buddha statues mm -hmm. are actually the corpses of highly regarded monks who they they would do this um, self mummification process where they when it was their time to die they would enter a deep state of medi meditation and actively pass away. You know they would like per participate in their own death. You, you know what I mean. Instead of just a... It's like, what was that, Logan's Run or something? I haven't seen that. That may be the one where they know they're, they're dying. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, get everybody start. gets, like, sent off to the farm at, like, age 23 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there's uh, this game, um, oh, Outer Worlds. Or, yeah, it's like a Fallout clone, kind of. Yeah, it it's, it's, leaves something to be desired overall. Um it's I'd say it's worth playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um if there's you meet this one character late in the game and they're t talking about like they get this uh, like a I guess a promotion or something that they can like oh we're going to go to like this finally get to go like to level 2 or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. They get access to this room and like the doors open up and it's like you know this beautiful waterfall and like this pristine music and like you know like oh there's you know snack machines mm. and all this stuff and then you go in this elevator and then boop you just you yep. just die yep uh cloud atlas has a storyline like oh, that. oh yeah they're they're soylent green uh, yeah yeah that's a, a definitely a recur recurring plot line in film and literature um i can't wait can't wait to go to the space station the great space station in the sky and then you're just food Think, or a or um, what was the train? Ice uh, Snowpiercer. Mm. Drive the train or crash. Well, they take they take the kids um, to the front of the train because they're chosen, but then in actuality they're um, replacing obsolete machine parts because they have small enough hands that they can operate the machines. <laughs> what is my purpose? You pass butter. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh god. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the club now. <laughs> but um find a new purpose, bud. With these uh that's uh, I'm always looking at weird shit on the internet as far as, you know, the alternate history and alternate explanations for things we can't explain, but I have never considered the possibility that they just like Marble casted living giants. That's that's yeah. that's wild. I mean, to me, that just seems like like a lot easier and like it. Yeah. Like I, I've I've always found like uh, you know the, the the lore of like giants and like you know cryptids and yeah, other, totally. Like I th I think that's just kind of interesting. Uh, I and mean, I think I think it's compatible with base reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it, it's not too much. Like you know I, that's. M more believable to me than like greys coming from outer space right, and UFOs. Right. Shape, shape shifting reptilians running the government. You know? Those are more convincing to me than the greys honestly. Right. Yeah, the shape shifting yeah, yeah. reptilians. So, totally. 
But, I mean, Gi- Giants definitely, there's evidence. You could say it's good evidence or bad evidence um, throughout history of Giants. The, Abraham Lincoln uh, mentioned Giants living in America before it was colonized. Oh, I'm sure. In, in, he, one, of, in one of his speeches. He was a Republican, so he didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> Fascist. <laughs> Brain explosion. <laughs> the Great Emancipator was a racist Republican. I was watching something because I know we had talked beforehand about like like eighteen twelve and whatnot, mm-hmm. and I started watching some stuff about the, about the war on that I could like maybe like tie in or like make interesting or something. Mm-hmm. This one guy was talking about like like uh, then like uh, such and such you know, a rogue sect of the Republican Party went and um i forget what the the battle was it was in michigan i think i'm like i'm like whoa, 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 whoa wait 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 i'm like republican party in 1812 like that doesn't sound right that wasn't were they even organized no it was 1850s yeah okay like i, I had to stop and look it up <laughs> i'm like i'm like why isn't this shit fucking flagged <laughs> right for yeah. like you know like I'll, I'll be watching something unrelated to like covid and i'll get like the little blurb will come up and be like like here's some important info about vaccines right yeah it's like okay so this got flagged because something else is in here and it just gets flagged yeah and they're like well it's probably about like covid just put just put a warning label on right it for that right it's like mm. no it's well and i mean that's admirable in a way because you know a lot of we 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 run in uh, dubious circles sometimes, looking into the topics we look into. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And the amount of just absolute bullshit that's out there that people just funnel down their own throats. You know, it, yeah. it, it's ridiculous. You know, you, like you, <clears throat> there's some of those videos, and I watch them. Don't get me wrong, I watch them. <laughs> there's videos <clears throat> of um, digital artifacts where it's like a shitty camera glitch. You know, and some of them are you know kind of convincing, but most of them are just look like digital bullshit. Right. And you just, and you look at the comment section under it, and it's like shape shifting reptilians. They can't hold their they can't hold their form for very long. Their adrenochrome is running out. You know, it's like whoa, dude. Like <laughs> that. Like somebody discovered QAnon through Facebook. It seems. Yeah, yeah, and and people <laughs> are and don't get me wrong. I mean, when I was like <clears throat> nineteen and first found out about. Uh, building seven or what you know mm-hmm. whatever you, you know I was ready to jump down some rabbit holes that didn't make any fucking sense at all but there's a lot of people out there who are like just willing to believe shit that is absolutely not true like the Republican Party being already formed in 1812 yeah, it's like 40 plus years before I think it's 1854 it's, it's like it's just a basic fact you know I mean yeah. we, we could talk about the earth being inside out and you know triangle shaped all day long <laughs> theoretically you know what I mean but then when you're like uh the the mass velocity is actually 666 miles per hour you know and <laughs> and people will believe that and say the the devil's controlling physics, you know. It's just a, it's just a basic fact. You can look up what mass velocity is, you know. Someone had uh, asked me uh, one time about, like, like where to find, like, something, like, about flat earth that wasn't either, like, the news reporting on it, like, like these people believe the earth is flat. Right, right. Or, like, people, like, debunking it, but, like, and also not, like, uh, what was it, the... Um, Evangelizing? 
Yeah, or the uh, the flat Earth Society, right, where it's right. like like oh, we believe the Earth is pushing upward through space. I'm like, none of the yeah. like people that are like even half interesting. Like right, talk right, about right. that kind of stuff. They talk about a fixed Earth. So they, they they were looking they they were looking for like an authoritative source on what flat Earthers believe. Yeah, and I was like I was like I was like man I was like it's not really doesn't really exist. I was like I was like good luck. I was like there's like there's a couple of them, but like some of them, even like uh, like uh, Eddie Bravo, you could see like sort of like detached from it, where he's just like, hey, you, hey I'm glad y'all are talking about it, but like like I was into that shit like five years ago, and yeah. I'm kind of like. <laughs> looking at other shit now um david weiss is a good source um i think i've talked about him before on here but he he used to run he used to be on a three-man show that was just a like a general conspiratorial show they talked about he was really big into uh hoaxes mm. nobody died at this event nobody died at that event and I, I i i don't know if he's walked back from that but he is the flat earth guy now um I think he was in the the level documentaries. He he uh, he was in one of them with Jaronism. He was the guy that was in the Netflix documentary um, Beyond mm. Beyond the Curve, or, yeah, yeah, or something that. like yeah. that. David Weiss has a very small part in that. I don't know if he even speaks. He might just be like in the crowd or something. But he's the guy. He he made the Flat Earth Clock app. Yeah. Um, but he he. He puts out videos like once a week, and he, he he used to have a show where he would like he would explain it. He would break it down to the most simple most simple basic elements. So that was I saw uh, Anthony Cumia once uh, walk out on his own show from listening to him like uh, talk David about, Weiss. Yeah. Oh, uh, really? Talk about the uh, the ice ring around Antarctica. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's when he was like he was like wait a second you're telling me that hundreds of years they've mapped out everything they know every nook and cranny but that that's actually a gigantic giant like bigger than the rest of the earth itself mm -hmm. ice wall around everything which is funny because they have pictures of the ice wall you know like they're not hard to find yeah 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 it's like, like a sheer wall. I don't know how many stories high, bigger than massive oil tankers, you know, just straight up. Well, it's crazy about like the, um, the now, that, now that doesn't mean that it necessarily encompasses all of the entire planet, but mm -hmm. it's there, you know, there's, there's photos of it. It's quite a cliff. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. It's an authoritative source on flat Earth information. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's it's like it's like shit, man. Like, yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah, like especially now, it's like a lot of the ones I like did see. Like some of them would just start like reusing clips from like previous videos, and it's like, bro, you're not really going anywhere with right. this. Right. Well, that that's a big that's a big chunk of the conspiracy conspiracy uh, movement. Anyway, it's like people just stealing other people's shit and then mm. putting their voice on top. It's like, you see these TikTok videos where it'll be a guy talking, but it's like the video is split in half and the guy who who's talking is on one side and the guy who runs the TikTok account is on the other side of the screen and he's just like pointing and nodding. Right. He's like, truth, listen to this. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, dude? Just just play the video. I, you know, I don't need to see your face, but that that's a lot of like YouTube and bit, bit shoot videos. It's like, Somebody worked really hard on this like twenty minute documentary about I don't know Hollow Earth or something, and it's like they'll take that same footage and like 
cut it into their robot voice right. video that's an hour and a half long. There's this, uh, this little documentary from, I think, 2015 called The Principle. And when it came out, it was, um, a lot of people that were involved with it were like, uh, like, this, this film is, like, garbage, it's not legit, you know. Um, and then the producers uh, came back and had their own thing where they were like, look, we've got their, their disclosures, like, God, where, like, interviews with them where they kind of know, like, what our biases were in this. But it, um, it ultimately uh, got shelved. But whoever made this, Imagine the, the church in some regard, right? Produced it, but had a lot of money. The CGI in it is really good. It's pretty long, but it's um, it's, uh, it's got some big name atheists in it, like Lawrence Krauss and Michio Kaku are uh, in it. But they're talking about essentially the argument between the Earth being a significant place mm. and the Sun being in the significant place, right? Um, and the history with all that and the Copernican uh, revolution. You want heliocentrism and yeah, okay, and you know geocentrism, which um, was incredibly mind-boggling because they, they didn't once talk about curvature, nothing about it. They're, everything else about their argument was about the Earth being in a fixed, special place. Right, and they used um, the cosmic microwave background, the light from the Big Bang. So, if you take, like, the space orb, right, uh -huh. you project the light from the Big Bang onto this orb, and where it lined up was on our ecliptic, rather than our equinoxes, which would mean if it was on the equinox, we're tilting towards the sun. Right. On the ecliptic, however, there's a certain direction in space then. Right. Which means that it looks like that most things go around the sun, and the sun seems to go around the earth. Whoa. So, really, like, like, fascinating one. But a lot of these flat earthers will take, like, short little clips from it and be like, like, see, like, all the info is right there. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like, bro, man, like, there's, there's some flat earthers that, like, they'll show their experiments and they'll even show the ones that got wrong. Like, uh, was it Globusters? They were on that behind the curve. Yeah. You know? Some of their experiments don't go according to plan. Mm. Some of them do. <clears throat> but they only show one of their experiments, and of course... Yeah, in the Netflix documentary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they have a, a very uh, Larry David moment at the end. Yeah. It's like you could just hear, like, after it fails, they like they roll the credits, and you could just hear the bum, bum, bum. What, um, so that documentary never came out, or? Um, it was never had, like, a, I guess, a distributor. Oh, okay. Right? Um. But it is available. Yeah, I can give you a copy. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd like to watch that. Um, yeah, yeah. So these science, like Michio Kaku and all these other scientists, are they speaking in favor of? No, no. Okay. And you, and like the film doesn't present that they are either. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like at the end, it comes down to essentially they're they're talking about there's either fine tuning, mm -hmm. which would be divine intervention, right, right. to make all this work. Or not. And so, like, Michio Kaku, and especially Lawrence Krauss, is very adamant that, like, like you know, we're not significant, we're right, not in a special right, place, right, right. you know. But you can, there's, there's some things that yeah, they could probably 
cut from, you know what I mean? But like, out of the 10 or 12 people they have talking, two of them are producers, only one of them is a scientist, the other one is a theologian, you know what I mean? Mm. So, that's why I think that uh, the church had some serious money, but it, it like, kind of like, really open, because I watched some Flat Earth stuff by, by the point I saw this, this was 2016 or 2017 when I saw The Principal, mm -hmm. and like, we had already talked about in the office, and you know, um, I've seen a couple of YouTube clips, but something like this, I was like, this is like incredibly like well done, incredibly like powerful, mm -hmm. you know, that like the, the whole argument of that, like pretty much all of the 20th century has been like this, oddly enough, like atheism funded, funded by the church itself. Yes, yes. As a means to be like, if we can't get people with Christianity, let's get them with the antithesis of it instead. Right, right, yeah. right. Because they can control the opposition. I, I think Catholicism, uh, in particular, is that, and when you say the church, that, who you're talking about, the Roman Church. Yes, yes sir. Uh, I think that Roman Catholicism, in particular, is an atheist factory, like on purpose. Um. You don't, you don't think they got it right? You don't think no, I think they got it exactly right. <laughs> um, Just like Jesus nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean in, in, they got it exactly right in the, in, in, by what I mean by that is that their whole purpose is to atheize, if that's a word. Well, um, they, they want universal control, right? The Catholic won universal church, right? Right. And well, I'll, I'll, if you go back to most of the major astrological or astronomical um, advances we've had with technology, you know, telescopes, etc., it's all been funded by the church. Yeah, the yeah. Lu the Lucifer telescope is <laughs> it was funded by the Catholic Church. Like, why, was, why would you even call it that? I think it was the largest binocular telescope. That it's, was uh, if, out, that was outdoor. I think that was yeah. Like the thing. If, if you it was look huge, fucking telescope. If you look at the technical name of the Lucifer Telescope, um, you can pull the is it the acronym? Mm -hmm. uh, the acronym Lucifer from that, but you have to really like do a backflip to do it. Right. So it's like, yeah, let's just call it Lucifer, though. You know. Well, we have to find an acronym to call it that. <laughs> It's like the, the there's not enough like vowels and consonants next to each other to create a, a word that makes sense, but give me give me twenty minutes. <laughs> give me twenty minutes and internet connection and Google Word. Because I pull up my thesaurus. What what you what it sounds like you're talking about with that documentary is the, what's called the cosmological argument. Yeah. The the idea that either the Earth moves or it does not. Essentially. Well, well, um, not necessarily just that, but that if if things were even a little bit different, like the that none of this would exist. Yeah, like, yeah. Like that, that the this is happenstantial perfection. Right, right. Like it's it's basically impossible that life exists at all in the uh, the accepted the accepted scientific worldview. You know that we are on a spinning ball of dust, flying a million miles through space in an infinite void of nothingness. With no special direction, right, and and no purpose. Yeah, you know, like if anything were just a lit, like an infinitesimally small degree of difference <clears throat> would make everything go away. And the 
you know, the sun just happens to be the exact distance from the earth. The moon happens to be the exact distance from the earth. The temperature, you know, the, the earth is in just the exact right place that one degree to the left or to the right, none of this would exist. And uh, it's actually an argument that comes from uh, Islam. Is uh, They call it the Kalam cosmological argument. Mm. Uh, it, that it, it in itself is an argument for what they call telos, teleology. It's uh, basically purpose. That, um, no, we are here for a specific reason. You know, that all of this was arranged so perfectly that you can't to say that it's to say that it's chance is absurd because if it weren't chance then you would see it replicated throughout the universe right and that hasn't been shown you know to this point there were, there there would already be people in cities and whatnot on planets right you know what right. i mean yeah and if and if it, if we're so insignificant and you know people can talk about aliens all day long there's not there's no evidence of extraterrestrial visitors you know what i mean that if if we were so insignificant there would be other planets that are more advanced than us they would already have traveled here and made themselves known you know right so and you know people jump up and down about this james webb telescope images about you know Look how small we are. Isn't it amazing how we don't matter? You know, kind of looks like you're just zoomed in on a on a microscope or a, pe- a slice of pepperoni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funny how that image got that yeah. yeah got snuck in there. But you know, and can't believe I'm going to do this. I'm going to tie it all the way back to what we started with. Putting a slice of pepperoni into your um, fantastic uh, telescope image of space is the exact same thing as putting a political figure on stage with a mask. It's fuck you. Yeah. We hate you. You don't mean anything. In fact, we'd probably be better off if you were dead. It's, it's, it seems to be a theme for, for like this whole episode. It's like us versus people that want you dead. Everybody everybody wants you dead. (laughs) They want you sick, broke, in prison. And if they can do it, just non-existent. Yeah, just listen. Things are complicated. There's too many people on the planet. Shut up and die, you know. Don't be a bigot. You know, they're, they're, they're now pushing people to like, well, maybe cannibalism's the answer. Yeah, right. It's like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me, bro? Eating people. That's, that's our solution now. Soylent green, man. Please, bro. Don't you care about the planet? Why are you a bigot? Look, look. If we eat the bugs... If we eat the fucking bugs, it's going to impact the animal kingdom. It's going to hurt ecosystems, right? We have, bro, bro, please, we got to eat people. We got to start eating each other. Save the planet. Eat each other. Bro, just listen. Like, we live in this totally insignificant universe where nothing means anything, but you have to eat other people so that something will have value. We, bro, it's important. Listen. If we don't eat the people, then there's not going to be future generations of people to know how worthless all this is and how pointless everything is. Bro, please. Think about the planet. It's our planet, bro. But, like, I think they... This is an idea that you hear thrown around all the time, and um, I've heard it called sympathetic magic, um, where people have to tell you how they're fucking you. Yeah. Like, they have to give you just enough clues to figure out that you're being fucked with 
Because if you it's don't... It's like liars will always leave a tell. Yeah, yeah. You know, or it, poker it, players, they, they'll always have a tell. If you're not consistent the whole game, right? Right. Then... But if, like, you, if you don't catch the tell, then... Like, the responsibility's on you to find out when you're being fucked yeah, over. Not know? my problem, which... In devil's advocate, in a bully's defense, it's not their problem. Right. They're absolutely fucking correct in right. that. Well, in their world, what you have to do is you have to make it their problem right. in return. You know, in their might makes right worldview, which I don't believe is the correct worldview, but that in their worldview, if they can take from you what you're willing to lose, you know, mm-hmm. because it's your responsibility to protect what you have. If you let somebody take it from you, then it's on you. Yeah. According to their worldview, they are morally, you know, it has nothing to do with them. Yeah. So if they put a slice of pepperoni and tell you that it's a star from fifty bajillion, <laughs> fifty gorillion miles away, you know, and you believe them, well, that's on you, bro. Like you weren't paying attention. Right. Or if you don't see the mask literally slipping, that's funny that that's the metaphor for when people show their true colors is the mask is slipping. Yeah. Yeah. The mask is literally slipping on live television, and you don't see it. And you have the encouragement for other people, like, put on your mask. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why? It's, it's like, g- so you can play along with this. Right. Like, you can participate with it's us. It's all a show. Yeah. Because we're going after people that don't have their masks. It's that, that, that Jim Brewer video, that... Come on, come on. Look, uh, everybody be mad. Black Lives Matter. COVID, uh, COVID is serious, you know. Uh, trans women are real women. It's like it's a big fucking game, dude. They're 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 all marketing campaigns, yeah. right? Like all of the their hustles for money to be made, for votes to be made, for will to be done by someone else other than you. You know, he's not he's not wrong. I'm not a big fan of a uh, of a uh, Jim Brewer's uh, uh, comedy so much. Yeah. But um, I mean, he's not wrong, right. you know. Like, I like his um, I like his takes more than I like his stand up. Yeah, like a- anybody that's willing to like disagree nowadays, it seems to be like okay, at least you're rational, right? You know, right, right, right. like a lot of people, their principles become so fluid. It's like this kind of fluidity shouldn't happen with your principles, otherwise you can get fucked. You know, like. You need to be. You need to have some principles about yourself, and you know, root yourself in them as you know deep as you can. Otherwise, people are just going to take advantage of you. I used to think it was a very <clears throat> get off my lawn, old man saying, but I, I, it becomes more and more true as time goes on. To me, is that don't be so open minded that your brain falls out. <laughs> you know, that's a good expression. It's like <sighs> it's like the meme of the guy going, "Hey, what's in your pocket?" No, 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 no. You put something really interesting in your pocket. What was that? What was that you just put in your pocket right now? It seemed really interesting. No, 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 no. Go, tell you what, go ahead. Turn your pocket out. Turn your pocket out real quick. Turn your pocket out. Go ahead. I want to see what, what you put in your pocket. No, you see what's in your fucking pocket? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. <laughs> That's why I like... When I was in Jersey, and, you know, we were... Hop, skip, and jump train right into Philly, but almost any time I went into the city, I never made eye contact with any fucking body. Yeah. Like, at all. Like, 
if I like bumped into them or like you know like at a show or something and like you know oh you start talking to somebody well sure make eye contact right, don't right. you know don't just like you make yeah. eye contact when you get to the venue <laughs> yeah but like not like hey there's a person walking right there you know like yeah. let me look at him real quick uh uh-uh. uh I remember when I was when I was really uh, little I was probably like eight or nine my dad was driving and uh, I'm riding shotgun with him my mom and my brother were not with us don't know what we were doing but he was like uh he's like when you get to red lights he's like if you're ever walking around in like a city he's like just keep your eyes forward he's like there's people that are going to want to get your attention he's mm-hmm. like they don't they don't need your attention he's like it's like you're you're driving he's like keep, keep your eyes on the road like, all right me as a little boy i never understand it but like you know like 30 years later i'm like holy shit he he yeah. fucking taught me well because like I'll find even grocery shopping I'm like George Washington crossing the fucking Delaware just at the front <laughs> of the boat just like go no way but forward we need broccoli for the men well I know I've been walking down a sidewalk before and you just like let someone know that you see them you know what I mean mm-hmm. hey big man hey come over here come over here hey I want to talk to you I want to talk to you and they never have anything good to say or good you know they want they want something no from they you want that, something yeah, from you yeah Oh no no! All I want is your time. It's like that's the most precious fucking thing I have, sir. If somebody ever says, "Hey, big man, come over here," and just fucking walk away, dude. The, there's one morning I woke up from a, a, a my friend Taco's uh, house in Philadelphia, and like I got I got to take a train back, you know, to my to my car to Jersey across the river. So I'm Pull up, pull up my map. I'm like, uh, where's, where's the closest, you know, train station? It's not too far. You know, it's like, it's like, like three blocks or so. But it's like bopping, like in the city, like it's like people out on the streets, like selling stuff and whatnot. And then I realize I've been going three blocks in the wrong direction. Oh shit! So I'm like, fuck! I gotta, I gotta walk all the way back. So I wave my walk back. There's a group of girls there with pamphlets, and I don't know what they have, but I mean, I mean, they're they're pretty cute. And one of them goes, "I like those tattoos," and I'm like, "I'm like, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking." She's got a pamphlet. She's got, She's a, pamphlet. got a pamphlet. Keep walking, keep walking. Doesn't matter what's on that pamphlet. She's got literature. Keep, keep walking. Cut to six weeks later, you're living on a farm, uh, naked, uh, weaving baskets, and just high out of your mind on frog juice. That's, that's how you become a simp for a siren or a succubus yeah. that way. No, that's that's how uh, that's how um, serial killers recruit recruit for their cult. They send out the hot chicks with the pamphlets. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Fuck that. Good lord. Don't you want to be noble for the cause? Look, look, Coulter, this is bigger than you, bro. Rainbow Father wants to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget, man. One time I was going down uh, one of those interstates, like coming either going into or out of Atlanta you know like the speed limit's like 55 but if you don't if you drive under 90 you will die speed limit in Atlanta's go right yeah keep uh, up with traffic don't hit anything use use a blinker it doesn't matter if they're not if you're moving just use a fucking blinker bro we were, I was on my way with um some I was in it was a band I was in a band and we were on our way to play a show out of town and there's these two like incredibly attractive girls 
outside of their car broke down, you know, trying to wave somebody down to help them. And we, of course, immediately, you know, there's four, guy, <coughs> four guys in a car, you know, <coughs> been driving for five, five hours. Pull over, pull over, pull over now. We'll help them. And so we pull over. They got a flat tire. They need a they need to be jumped off or something like that. And as soon as we park, their boyfriends get out of the car and they're like, uh, thanks for stopping, man. Can you jump us off? And we're just like, fuck. <laughs> well, better than they jump out of the car and be like, get the fucking bird. Well, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So they probably weren't expecting four dudes. They're probably like, man, fuck. Yeah. No, they just, no, they just knew that... that Two guys with their girlfriends aren't going to get any attention on the side of the road, but you put your pretty girlfriends on the side of the road and anybody will stop. What? Did they not know how to change a tire? I don't know what... I can't remember exactly what the problem... I think they needed jumper cables or something like that. The, I have stopped before. When I lived in Orlando, um, I was driving uh, a Jeep that was a relatively soft top. You know I mean? I mean, there, was, there were bars there, you know, but um, I uh, was pulling into my... Uh, friend's apartment complex, so I'm going rel relatively slow, and I see a car pulled over, and I, I get kind of past them, and then I hear her remark to her uh, her husband or boyfriend or whatever, like, like, like desperately, desperately, like, isn't anybody going to help us? Jeez. And I was like, I was like, fuck, man, that sounded real. <laughs> I stopped real quick. I was like, like, like hey, you know, you, you guys all right? And I, like, like, no, can we, like, can we get a jump? Like, our car died. I'm like, yeah, sure. The whole time, I'm just like, oh man, please be real, please be real. Yeah. Like, please don't murder me. Yeah, man. <laughs> it would happen in Orlando sometimes. Not me being murdered, but like, people just like walk up to your vehicle mm -hmm. and just like start knocking on the oh, glass. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, Hey man, you give me a ride to the hospital? And it's like, bro, you look like you weigh sixty-five pounds. Yeah. <laughs> you should have been in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't even know where the hospital's at. Like I had to go there once, and I called nine one one because I I had to take my friend, and I didn't know where the hospital was. So I'm like, like I'm on this road and this way, and like and I'm trying to get to the hospital, and the dispatch is like. You're trying to get a popsicle? <laughs> like, like a hospital. A hospital. Man, we don't got no we don't got no popsicles. She's like, calm down, sir. We can help you out. <laughs> Yo. Trying to get a popsicle. The fucking Magic Kingdom's off its fucking knockers, dude. The whole city, man. It was a fun experience though. I don't know if I'd recommend living there now. I don't know if I'd recommend living in any big city now, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's um, it's wild out there. I think, um, I mean, to each their own. I, I, I think um, everybody should have some uh, dry emergency food. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? totally. Something to where you won't have to be like, oh, well, well, there's no, there's no food at the grocery store. What do we do? Right. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. What didn't you do? Yeah, <laughs> I it, it might just be old age, uh, not old age, but getting older. You know, like the more and more I, I mean, I used to, I had to live in the, you know, not that we live in a big city, but I had to be in town. You know what I mean? Right. Where the action is. You know, the older I get, 
and the more perspective I have on the world, it's like, dude, I just need like five acres. <laughs> where <laughs> you know, take me to farm country. Yeah, just put they're me, nicer. Right, put me right in the middle where I can't see my neighbors. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But they'll call me if there's like a car outside my property. You know. But uh, yeah, definitely emergency food. You know, stay strapped. Yeah, for sure. Like there's have a well. There's a there's a girl uh, I, had a, I had a date with through you know a dating app, <laughs> and uh, it, it 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 went well. You say yeah. like there's other ways to meet women <laughs> nowadays. Oh, me. Like, oh yeah, go to a bar. It's like yeah, I, I love alcohol. <laughs> Fuck. I had um, I had drinks at the Tim. I had two drinks at the Tinfoil Hat Show, but I was I was nervous, man. Like it was like Sam Triple and Eddie Bravo, and I knew like I was gonna meet them, and then like I got to go on stage, like which was like really fucking cool. Like it was so like much fun. But like after after like that like. I, I didn't continue to drink. I was just like, nah, man. Like my, my nerves are good. I had one. Hour later, I had another one. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Hour man. later, nah, I'm, it, I can't. I can't. Uh, since quitting tobacco as well, like I've, I've noticed that not that vaping is any better, but um, you know, a cigarette is twice the vice, mm-hmm. right? You know, so like. I don't know where I was going with that. What the fuck were we just talking about before cigarettes? Women? Oh, oh the, you had a drink? <laughs> yeah, I think we went on five, oh, the, five uh, tangents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you met a girl on a dating app. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forget, I forget why I brought it up. There's probably a joke in there. It's probably gone now. <laughs> it, doesn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't like bragging like, I had a woman. I met a woman. No. Met a girl, had two drinks. No, I, I, I've, I've, I've dated pretty regularly this... Um, this this white boy summer, but um, <laughs> no, it it like yeah, like what? Where else? Like, cause I don't go to bars. Yeah, it's yeah. like bars, church, or the internet. Yeah, it's pretty much it. What were we talking about before that? <clears throat> Do you remember? Uh, being in the city. Oh, in the city, <laughs> having emergency food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and shit like that. I don't know how that came up. <laughs> we should we should have a whole post show where we uh, backtrack. All of our tangents to see how the nobody, fuck. nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to listen that much. Well, we started talking about how uh, statues are actually giants encased in marble, and somehow we ended up on dude. That's the, that's the other thing on Tinder. <laughs> that's the other other thing, like because I, I I swipe left up like more than I swipe right yeah. by far, <laughs> man. Um, like she she doesn't want kids, or she has kids and doesn't want more, like. Pass. Right. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like no judgment, but it's like no. it's not my I don't want to do that. No, no, if I'm if I'm in my fifties and a bachelor, like like then you know, what else am I gonna do? Right. You know what yeah. I mean? It'd be it'd be cool to have like, you know, stepkids or whatever. Yeah, it's not too it's not too late to start your own family now, no, you know what no. I mean? Like and not have to raise somebody else's kids. No, but like uh yeah, like some of the yeah. If if they're if they put like their vaccination status, I'm just like, bro. I'm, yeah, va- I'm... vaccinated atheist. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Come on, you're really hot though. 
But there seems to be some correlation between attractiveness and vaccination status, too. Like, there's there's completely different graphs because like some some women like their profiles will be on there like like I'm not taking the jab. I don't like I'm not planning on taking it. I'm just like ooh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have different points. It's like it's like you you don't have to be a, you don't have to be a ten on the attractive level. If you're unvaccinated, you know what I mean. <laughs> if you're vaccinated and you have three kids, you better be a twelve. You gotta, you gotta be cute because I'm a shallow, superficial bastard. Right, right. You know, I'm an idiot man eight. So like, if you if you're not cute, like that's that's not gonna help either one. Right, right. But if if you don't have principles, you're gone. Like, or if you're an idiot, stupid girls are ugly. Yeah, I don't yeah. give a shit about anything else. Like, like a woman's mind is like. Like the most like attractive thing like about her, everything else are prerequisites, you know. Like she's she's got to, yeah, she's got to have like belief in something, right? So if she doesn't have her vaccination status on there, like I don't care, like I'll, like right, yeah, you know what I mean. I don't put unvaccinated on my no. online profiles. No, it's why, like, why do they need it? Like, bro, they can just listen to this obnoxious fucking yeah, right. podcast <laughs> series. <laughs> Just be like, oh yeah, we we get enough, right? No, sometimes I will see um, if you're conservative or Christian or sober, swipe left. Yeah, and I'll swipe right. Not that I'm like I don't consider myself conservative or Christian, you know, but it's like I lean farther that way than I do the other way, and I'll mm-hmm. just swipe right. Just maybe we'll get to have a conversation, and it might end in flames, but at least it'll be entertaining, you know. I used to have on uh, my profile uh, no social justice warriors. Yeah. But then I would get SJW women that would match with me, just be like, like, like oh, you must think you're some sort of like, you know, threatened white boy maggot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> loving white, <laughs> white uh, right wing uh, conservative. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like none of those. Right. Things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to. Like, I mean, I, I'm I'm white, but like. I, I, I don't like I don't I don't like overly zealous churchy people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like I've I've never liked those kind of people. It, it doesn't matter what you believe in, but it's the whole I, like. I mean, I think that's the mainstream neocon right. Anyway, like there's a lot of people that I follow on what's called the dissident right, mm. which I would much rather hang out with than your Fox News. Mitch McConnell types. You oh, know what I mean? God. Like even if they were you know closer to our age. But it's just it's just people who actually like um, <coughs> believe in something, you know. Like they're not necessarily religious or even like uh, pro-war or any of the like stereotypical things on the right. Most people on the di- what's called the dissident right are a lot like me, like former like bleeding heart liberals who are like, wait a minute, dude, I got to put my foot down somewhere, you yeah. know? Who actually like investigate. Who had to like do a, a like a um, like a full inventory of their beliefs, and they're like, you know what? Actually, don't I don't believe any of the shit you believe in, and a lot of it I believe the opposite. You know? Yeah, that's that's exactly where I found myself because I was always, I was always like a, like a lofty left liberal like artsy fartsy. Yeah, thing, yeah. You know, and then I don't, I don't know what it was, but like over time, like once I really started like analyzing some certain stuff and. When I started seeing people's like principles kind of go out the window, where it was like, 
you know, I think Bernie Sanders being a cuck was a big part of it. Yeah. Like seeing him go from a, a populist to all of a sudden just be like, oh, you know, I, I endorse Hillary, Hillary yeah. Clinton to win. It's like, bro, you have all of our money. Why aren't you running independent? Like, you were a populist candidate. They cheated you out of this whole fucking election, the DNC, in my opinion. I'm humbly and, asking you once again to fall for my trap. Yeah, yeah, and then do it again. And I'm just like, bro, this is this is all just bread and circus. Yeah. And, you know, then you start getting <laughs> musicians and actors and other people that are just like, well, let me tell you why... <laughs> You know, it's important and why, you know, all the right wing stuff's bad. It's like, bro, you've got oodles of money. Mm -hmm. You know, so, like, as much as, like, someone like uh, Maynard James Keenan, like, I, has been a huge inspiration on. That's the guy on, from Tool? Yes. Yeah. Uh, has been a huge inspiration on, on me as a budding artist through the years. It's like, you are not in the same world that the rest of us are in, brother. Right. Like, you, you are a celebrity and. Mm -hmm did it what seems to be in his own way like that band they were just like hey we they spent legal battles for years not putting out music trying to get the rights to their own music mm -hmm. you know like they they didn't have support from radio because they were putting out you know six plus minute songs as like oh this is our single and they're like oh jesus fellas like you ain't got a two minute banger or something you hear that one song on the on the mainstream rock station over and over and over again. Yeah. I know the pieces fit over and over and over again. It's like, you ever heard Tool? It's like, I've heard that one song. <laughs> they they probably arguably have, like, one of one of the the worst followings, like, fan bases. Right. Like, ever. And, like, I'm one of them, you know? Mm -hmm. Like... That's the only thing I know about them. Well, two things. That they, uh... That they lace in, like intricate mathematical equations into their songs yeah it's, it's, it's proggy and, you know, and that they have a rabid fan base that's the only thing I know about Tool but him uh, him or any like anyone like at that sort of level like espousing like like their their views on like politics which is their their right to do so but it's like hey man like I think some of y'all are okay with some of this what you call democratic socialism stuff because you're already top tier. Like, you, you've already right. made it. yeah. And you realize that you've got enough and you, you don't want other people to have to do that so something should be done. So, like, I, I get the principle in it, but it's like... It's like the definition of a gatekeeper. Yeah. It's like you, you made it and then you close the doors behind you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, bro, you're not as top tier as you think you are. You, you are the the... Bottom of one barrel is the top of another. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's barrels all the way down. <laughs> yeah. Tower of barrels. That's why I tell women on the rebound, whenever they, you know, wound up being, being wooed by me in some regard, I'm like, I'm like, you may have actually hit the bottom of the barrel, but I'm actually king of the next barrel. <laughs> yeah. What is it, uh, King Shit of Fuck Mountain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Top of the bottom, baby. <laughs> Started from the bottom, now I'm at the bottom. Mm. So I know um, we're like, what, two hours in? Yeah. <laughs> and.
And uh, we've been talking about... Uh, now everybody wants you dead. Shut, <laughs> shut up and die. Uh, it's come up a little bit here and there throughout the conversation because uh, we've been talking about bringing up more of the occult on the show. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, oh, hang on. Can we take a pee break real quick? Yeah, totally. Oh, fuck yeah. Occult so, shit. Yeah, um, I think it would take... It would take at least a whole episode to really dive into it, but I think this is a fun little teaser um, for it. So we've, we brought up uh, Alistair Crowley a few times on here, and uh, he's kind of like the figurehead of like the last hundred years of occultism, of just like esoteric thought and magic and... You know, all masturbating kinds. to enlightenment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's like, it's funny you bring that up because jacked off sixty times <laughs> this week. So like, I can see angels now. And um, that's good, Al. Yeah, yeah. that dude. That's that's the you got any sugar? Yeah, that, that's the big. <laughs> just want to stop by real quick. I just want yeah, I was just seeing how your day was, man. No, wait in the car. I did. <laughs> that, it's, it's fine, Al. We can see your truffled and. It's, fun, it's funny you, you bring that up because, um, so like Crowley is like ingrained in pop culture, like especially in the rock and roll scene. Yeah. Because, you know, like metalheads love Crowley because he's dark and, you know, stuff like that. And uh, the house, there's a, there's a house on Loch Ness that he spent um, a good amount of time in doing this. Um, it's actually owned by Jared Leto now, <laughs> but. Uh, he has his own like cult. Yeah, like his own religion. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, all female cult. I think, I could, I could be wrong I, about that. I, I think females are preferred at the Leto cult. Probably, I, th- so. I think that's I think, how it goes. Well, I think that's probably how most cults are. <laughs> it's like we yeah, have. Well, as long as I get to bang your wife, you can hey, come too. Hey, Dave, why? I, I, I know this is important work we're doing, but why are you taking all of our wives? <laughs> Please, no. This, this is how, this is how we do it in the Branch Davidians. All right. It's, but so there's a there's this line that runs through all like esoteric and occult practices, but especially in like Crowleyan the Crowleyan corner of things is uh, sex magic. You, you know, re- redirecting your sexual sexual energy to use it for other purposes, and uh, that could be you know physical health, you know, and uh, ma- magical ceremonies, you know, which is what he would usually use it for, and he. Uh, he did this ceremony or ritual called the Abramelin, and it's um, it's like this. It's a very old ritual. It's it's super, it's super infamous in the in magical circles because it takes like eighteen months of preparation and six months to actually perform. And so he bought or leased this house on Loch Ness, and uh, he spent several months in this house doing purification rituals, getting ready to, um, that the Abramelin is supposedly it's to, the goal is to, um, manifest a guardian angel. Let's say it's make contact or something. Right. World to right. summon a demon or, you know, however you want to look at it. But, um, and a big part of that, ri- that ritual is chronic masturbation. <laughs> Just like basically jerking off. <laughs> I mean, they didn't call it science, probably, but like what they did, like they like we've heard stories of it. Oracle, how many times have you 
and you jerked it today. 30 times! No visions yet! <laughs> yeah. I need more time. The and more lotion. Bring me a palm leaf or something. Good heavens. But, like, it's this super intricate ritual where, like, he got this particular house on Loch Ness because some of the rooms face certain cardinal directions and it's, like, isolated and... It's, you know, in nature and stuff, and it's by a large body of water, which all, all of these things have certain spiritual significance. And uh, so, he's, you know, you have to abstain from uh, drugs and alcohol and stimulants and sex for, like, a certain amount of time. And <clears throat> you have to do all these intricate things. Like, he, you, you can't leave the house. They actually, they, they made a movie about this ritual called A Dark Song. It's like this indie film. Uh, it's, I know you don't watch m many movies, but it's supposedly it's an accurate depiction of the of the ritual. Mm. It's about this woman whose like uh, son died, and she wants to like um, get revenge on her, on the son's killers. So she recruits this um, this magician guy who like walks her through it, and it's like it's brutal, like what she has to go through. And at and as the ritual goes on, like the veil between. Uh, reality and the spirit world kind of become blurred and weird shit starts happening but anyway and when Crowley was doing the Abermelon like I said he spent long amounts of time sit just sitting in the window like pondering over the, the lock just whacking himself off into basically ob oblivion you know until he's like exited the third dimension but okay, so according to his his own journal I mean, I've came pretty hard before yeah, you know yeah According to his own journals, um, he did succeed in some form of manifestation. Uh, what that was isn't exactly made clear. Could it? Could it be? Maybe he just had a publishing deal, and he was just <laughs> yeah, like, right. Um, and then, yeah. Then on the forty-fourth uh, time, I uh, saw a gray entity. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, he came forward through the light. And who? Who is? It was crazy. But so part of the ritual is like the closing of it. You have to whatever you manifest, you have to bind. There's some sort of binding ritual so that the angel or demon or whatever it is that you're summoning just doesn't go off on its own and cause chaos or whatever. And right. He, and he never he never did that part. He had to leave and go to Paris because there was some like political strife going on in the OTO, which was his. Um, Basically, his ma yeah, his his magical order, you know. <laughs> Sounds so, so nerdy. Alistair, crisis at the OTO headquarters. They, they were arguing over whether they should use uh, 3.5 or 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> so he had to go settle that. But um, a lot of people think that, like... Bureaucrats will ruin everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So ba basically, he opened a portal into another dimension and then just fucked off before he, like, closed it back up. And so a lot of people think that that could be what... The all the mysterious sightings around Loch Ness could be is that it's not it's not a physical prehistoric monster. It's like a some Cthulhu demon from another from another dimension. But um, Crowley had a student. I don't know if he was like a student or like just an associate. This guy um, Jack Parsons, who was also a practicing occultist. Uh, Ceremon ceremonial magi magician from uh, Jet Propulsion's lab. Yeah, they, they 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 nicknamed it Jack Parsons Laboratories because he was he was a huge part of that, which later pretty much became NASA. Yeah, yeah. He actually he actually died um, 
in an explosion, some kind of chemical experimentation he was doing, blew, him, blew himself up, and a lot of people think that he was actually incorporating the the same science that he was using for propulsion into his magical ceremonies. <clears throat> but uh, he, he performed this famous ritual. Um, oh, it's, escaping, it's escaping me what it was called. Anyway, he, um, through his circle with Crowley and other, you know, practitioners, he ran into L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology. Yeah. Do you know this story? I don't think so. So, <clears throat> I mean, I've, I've heard, like, they're, you know, NASA's connected with L. Ron and, you know, right. Kubrick and <clears throat> Disney. And this, is, this is the Scientology, this is the Scientology, Satanism, <clears throat> NASA uh, triangle. This is how it kind of all connects is this story is that, so Jack Parsons was uh, closely associated with Crowley and through their circles, somehow Parsons and Hubbard came into contact and they started doing this ritual. Um, to, they were, they wanted to impregnate this, uh, what they called the Scarlet Woman and uh, create a moon child and this moon this moon child would be like a, I don't know like a, a messiah kind of like um like the next like the indigo children like the next evolution of humanity is was what they were trying to create through this like sexual ritual and uh there's speculation on on who it was and and what actually came out of that but the the funny part is that um, Parsons ended up stealing Hubbard's wife. No, Hubbard ended up stealing Jack Parsons' wife and like running off on a boat or some shit like that. Holy yeah. shit! Some wild shit. But uh, what a what a cool guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But there's like a, I'm gonna make a religion one day. <laughs> yeah. Where do you see it? But there's um there's a bunch of people like uh, L. Ron Hubbard who are connected to Crowley. Who did exactly that? You know, they would come into contact with him. They would learn. They were either like involved in the Golden Dawn or the OTO, and then they would like spend some time with him. They would do rituals together, learn a bunch from him, and then they would like fuck off to the other side of the country. And the next thing you know, they started their own cult. And a lot of people that have run into Crowley did that exact same thing, and um, that's kind of what's called Thelema now is the religion that. Crowley started. A lot of people think that the whole purpose of that is that you you initiate into Thelema to basically it's a boot camp on how to start your own I cult. Say like cult workshop. Yeah, basically it's a it's a giant pyramid scheme of cults. It's like he he came he came in and uh, Crowley came in and kind of like concentrated all the different occult and magical uh, practice systems into one kind of like isolated it into one system mm. <clears throat> and basically he just like uh, buffet style stole <laughs> from all the different systems and put it into one and then you know gave it to Parsons and then like Parsons gave it to Hubbard and Hubbard went off and started Scientology um, there's connections with Manson in there uh, he Crowley specifically had connections with MI5 which is another weird thing when you look it's at British the, intelligence right? British intelligence yeah um, there's a story of uh, one of somebody high up in the German government 
parachuting into, I think, Dublin because he heard that Crowley was going to be there. But he fucking, he put on, like, this suit covered in, like, magical symbols and, like, all kinds of, like, runes and stuff like that. He, like, literally jumped out of a plane, was going to go down and have a wizarding duel with Alistair Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, the most ridiculous. You see, I see the original Sky King. Yeah, right. Yeah. I just, like, picture this dude with, like, the Mickey Mouse hat with stars on and, like, black robes, <laughs> just, like, jumping out of the back of an airplane. And Crowley had, like, fucked off to somewhere else. He wasn't even there. He, like, tricked the guy into being there. But I, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ties between Western occultism, military intelligence, this uh, space program, uh, not, you, just cults in general, you know, Manson, CIA, MI5, Scientology. What's crazy is, you know, I see stuff that, like, a, like me, I've always found like conspiracies and controversies like kind of kind of like exciting, mm-hmm. you know. Like I, I like that kind of stuff. But you see stuff nowadays where yeah, conspiracies have become so mainstream that it's like it's a way to just brush off everything. It kind of goes back to like the QAnon stuff we're talking earlier, where it's like, well, yeah, you just pick out all the batshit crazy like shit. Or people, right? And then you just show somebody else, like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. This is what they're talking Do you want to be associated with this? Right, right. It's like, it's like, no, we believe in science. We believe in truth. Yeah. You know, it's like, when your enemy is... Or, uh, when your enemy's viewpoint or ideology is summed up by, like, somebody... Uh, I'm wording it so poorly. <laughs> When uh, when uh, you're all, when when the the friendly talking head that you like mm-hmm. is not allowing someone to speak, but instead is summing up their argument for you and saying, right. "You don't need to listen to that. It's dangerous. Right. We can tell you what it's what it says. We can tell you what's in there. Right. You don't right, want any right. part of it." Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like the what was it? <clears throat> One of the major news companies was saying you you can't actually read Hillary's emails or something like that. Was it? Yeah, Cuomo. no, it was the, the Wiener laptop. It's actually illegal to view the Wiener laptop. We'll do it for you and tell you what's on there. Yeah, it's like how is how is that not like like something that's suable? Right. You know. Right. Like, or them saying like you know uh, you know uh, people have uh, they got weapons of mass destruction. It's like, like yeah, like I'm sure most countries do. Yeah, don't like, like we probably sold it to a bunch of them or yeah. giving them away, right? It's it's like it's like our government is playing chess against itself, mm-hmm. right? Because something else doesn't want our government to exist, and I think there's um this is a guy um uh, Robert Malone the you know the uh, vaccine guy that uh, got uh, they smeared or whatnot for speaking out against it he talks about uh you know this is pretty much um globalism versus the idea of any nation states whatsoever yeah so if you take away nation states then you take away autonomy Mm -hmm. right because it's like well then there's just one government there's one set of rules that everybody has to follow we all believe in we all centralized yeah that's like that is fucking terrifying. 
a, that's, that's, a monoculture. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Yeah, that means world domination. Yeah. That's, that's world conquest. People want to talk uh, about uh, imperialism being bad. It's like, well, how is that not like cultural imperialism in a way? Mm. You know what I mean? Where mm. it's just like, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll include you. Some of you, but like you gotta, you gotta accept all all this other stuff. You have too. to accept the truth, TM. You know, <laughs> made with real ingredients. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Natural, local source, certified organic truth. Natural. That's that's the word that always. I think people, good-hearted people, will probably find themselves stuck in an, uh, um, a logical loophole with using the word natural, because then, just kind of like uh, what we were talking about last time about villains preying on like a, like the trans community, mm-hmm. and then it's turned into this whole thing that is not representative of what it initially was. Right. Um, it's like, show me something that's not natural. Yeah, yeah. It's like, then you can get... Um, you know, people coming in and be like, well, hey, it's totally fine for me to grab your kids and throw them in my windowless van and do them what I want. <laughs> look, look, lions do this in nature all the time. Yeah, yeah. All the time. I should kill you and take, like, your old wives as well, but, like, no, like, I'm civilized here. Look. The bonobos just fuck each other. They all fuck each other all day, and they're happy. Why don't we do that? Segregationists will use stuff like that as well, like that argument. They'll be like, you just look at any old-fashioned monkey, right? They don't play with the other monkeys. They just stay with themselves. (laughs) And then, you know, you got the black persons on the other side, you know, shouting the the same stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, like they're, they're actually superior in some way, you know. They got mag- magic melanated skin. They yeah, got magic like, melanin. It's like, it's like, bro, the these types of things throw everybody off the path. Yeah, like everybody. Well, it's on. It's on purpose. It's dissolve and coagulate. Yeah, over and over again. Separate, separate everyone. Get them to fight each other, and then guess what? Oh, we'll we'll rule over the ashes. It's it's kind of one of the thing I have against. I guess you would say. The left libertarians, you know, like anarcho-communists, kind yeah. of like stuff like that. It's like if we completely topple the system now, yeah, and set up a new system, and say that okay, capitalism's done, that game is over. Let's play a new game. That new game is whatever the new system is. Who do you think is going to win this game? Right. The same people that are winning capitalism right now. Mm-hmm. Like that's. That's all it's going to be. And not only that, they're going to get to solidify it so they can stay this way for centuries. Mm-hmm. Like, you get... If the uh, re- uh, re- uh, history of revolutions and empires, it seems there's 200 years, right, normally, and then shit seems to kind of go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. So, if you're in a position of power where it's like, shit, my family can stay secure for 200 years. Years, right? The shit hits the fan tomorrow. We'll be fine. Yeah, and you and then you can do with the plant whatever you want. These yeah. people have private planes taking them where they want to go. Whenever all the shit was happening with COVID, where they're like, "Hey, we can't, yeah, can't let anybody fly." You know, it's it's fucking dangerous. Mark, pull the jet around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. What? I'm 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 out there fighting for you.
Well, you're, if you have the resources to survive and, and to thrive for 200 years, if the shit hits the fan tomorrow, well, what if you're, you're kind of in the position to, well, why don't we just make the shit hit the fan now? Yeah, so that, that seems to be what's what's going on. So or two, what the, uh, 200 years from now, when the dust settles, we're already set up, you know. People, uh, no, I'm good. We'll set, we'll set up the food lines, you know, so when people are coming for food, they're coming to us. Yeah, we'll make the food for them. That seems to be what the big push is now, is just be like, I will make, we'll make your all's food. Yeah. Don't worry. No, 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 we need to, we need to do this for the planet. This is for the planet. Yeah. It's what? like, okay, yeah, sure. Meth methane from cows and eating too much meat. Okay. What, what if we, I don't know, disperse people maybe a little bit more? Right? Spread them out. Yeah, we got a lot of land. That's when people are like, oh, we're overpopulated. It's like, bro, there's land fucking everywhere. Yeah. Like, if some of these developers had, like, some serious money, what I think they would be doing is uh, making some sort of uh, play on this land to just modernize it, but not, like, with, like, cookie-cutter neighborhoods and shit, mm -hmm. right? But to be like, you know what? I'm going to build a city out here. Like... In the, in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Just build a city. And have land where people like... It's spread up... Or spread out enough to where like you can have things like... Oh, I can't see my neighbors. Right. But my neighbors are like... You know, a stone's throw away. Right. If I need something. You know. Versus like some of the stuff you've seen the... Um, uh, Saudi Arabia's talking about putting in that wall. Yeah, what the fuck is that? A giant wall city. That would be on the the eastern, like not even on the sea itself, a few miles inland. Mm -hmm. That would be a, a smart city, so you could travel up up and down the country. It's like a hundred miles long, and it's like it's everything's vertically yeah constructed yeah. So it's just like a thin one thin line. Imagine a city in a wall. What the fuck? They would have um. Uh, trains that would go from one end to the other, and then outside the wall would just be oh don't worry about that yeah that's that's just that's nature look you can you have a window look you can look at it look oh, at the nature look, look at, at it. it it's safe you can't touch it it's beautiful look oh Jesus that's like the um, well the like the city population thing it's like yeah people say oh we're overpopulated and you know of course. They there's enough. They say there's enough land in Texas for every man, wo man, woman, and child to have an acre of land, in on the entire planet. Everyone in, on the entire planet can move to Texas and still have an acre. Of course, that's an extreme example, right? But extrapolated over the land that's actually livable. You know, everybody. There's plenty of resources for everyone. <laughs> but if you, there's there was a um, ex, there was an experiment done. I can't remember what university. Uh, I think it was called Rat Utopia or Rat City, something like that, where they they got this population of rats and they fine-tuned it to where all the rats had exactly everything they needed. Food, water, space, everything was exactly the amount that they needed. And then they just left it alone. And the rats started populating, you know. And, of course, they're isolated. They can't go anywhere else. They're, right. like, in a giant cage. You know, it's a rat city. <clears throat> so they start populate, uh, overpopulating, overpopulating, overpopulating. And there's no need to go and forage or, you know, do whatever rats do to get their resources because all their resources are provided for them. 
And once the population hit a certain point, they stopped reproducing altogether. And the the mice that were, or mice, rats, I don't know. Once uh, the ones that were actually born, like the mothers were eating them in their infancy. He also had um, violent behavior, started to increase, started to spike. Um, homosexuality in the rat population, uh, like the male rats were fucking each other instead of instead of reproducing. They started eating. Cannibalism started happening. All this, all this crazy like nightmare shit started happening because they had this highly concentrated population of mice who, in nature, you know, would never, would never, you know, nest like that, like, right. living on top of each other. So I just imagine what that, like, two hundred years after they build that walled city. I just pictured dread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that fucking apartment complex, and they shut it down, where she's like, oh, sorry, it's not safe for you to leave today. Yeah. It's like, okay, how is that not a prison? Right. Like, how, like, how is that not a prison? And I, I think that that is where a lot of uh, stuff like the, we see like the World Economic Forum or Davos or mm -hmm. what, whatever, wherever these supervillains go to meet, they're just like, what, would you, what should we do with the people? There'll be another pandemic. It's like, well, of course there's going to be another pandemic. Yeah, if you manufacture it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, jeez. But, but that, that, that's the, they, they want you stacked up living on top of each other. You know, and, they want you and, dead. Yeah, but well, they, yeah, they can't just kill you. Though. Yeah, yeah. But I think what what they could do is, and in my in my opinion, the the COVID crisis is is an act of war. Mm -hmm. You know, like so again, like of course there's going to be another pandemic. Yeah, of course there's going to be. I don't know why it's going to be called. They're going to throw everything they've got. Anytime something spikes up with something new, they're going to be like, could this be the next one? Could this be the next one? Like vultures, man. yeah, fucking but vultures. But I, I think that's the the solution. Their solution <clears throat> is to build these cities to where you can be isolated, but your needs can be met. You know, the uh, the um, you'll own nothing and be happy. And you'll be happy because all your all your needs will be met by you know whoever's running the. Marvel. Quote unquote city, yeah, Marvel or, or Target, you know. Because <laughs> there's some some of these sci fi movies, you know, that were made in the 80s that are set in 20, 2024, because that's the future back then, you right. know. Like they were live, they're living in corporate cities, you know. You, you, um, you, you clock in, you know, or like there's that, um, that episode. Metropolis was a old, uh, yeah, like silent film. Yeah, run by AI. Yeah. Um, there's that Black Mirror episode where you have to cycle for your credits. They they would get on the um, the stationary bike, and they had to they had to bike to build up their their currency. Oh shit! And you never find out why they're biking if they're powering something or or what the deal is. But they're all they're all dressed in jumpsuits. You know, like they live in like this tiny one room, and like they go out in the morning, and then they go cycle, and that's how they make their currency. And then they can spend their currency on vending machines or food or like in in their apartments their walls are just television screens mm -hmm. and it's like constantly playing uh, advertisements and pornography and stuff like that and you actually have to pay to turn it off uh, and then like if you save up enough credits then you can make it out but when you make it out you just like make it into a bigger prison you know what I mean yeah or like the one the uh, the protagonist of this particular episode 
he finally makes it out and um, somehow he gets like a, he fashions a weapon of some kind or whatever and uh, gets the head of the prison or whatever and like put he puts this like shard of glass up to his neck and he's and the way it ends like he makes him a deal and the way that the at the end of the episode the protagonist he's on camera and he's got that same shard of glass and he's telling you how they're using you and they're tricking you and this whole this whole prison is a lie and it's time to rise up you know but that's his job and he's paid by the same pri- he's still living in the prison he's paid right. by them he's just now he's doing it in front of the camera you know he's like the controlled opposition for the whole prison right it's it's wild man a lot of stuff like it, it just we may have talked about it before, but it seems like that like it's like theater kids are running the show, right? Like there's a, a set for the Oval Office that isn't the Oval Office, yeah. and they're putting <laughs> yeah. like a barricade around the White House mm-hmm. and whatnot. Where it's like, okay, so you've got military and guns defending y'all, but you don't you don't want anybody else going on like said you're now they got the 87,000 new applicant uh, applicants for uh, for the IRS yeah yeah must be uh, okay with having to use a, what was it deadly force deadly force yeah not even excessive but tax just, collectors like <laughs> good lord dude like there's probably less than a thousand like like billionaires mm-hmm. like in the country right why do you need an 87 to 1 like right ratio yeah in that regard like it's not for the billionaires they're working for oh the billionaires God, the billionaires don't pay taxes <laughs> and like i like i i agree with a lot of folks uh concerned in the uh the acab community yeah where it's like we should be defunding the police it's like yeah like but like why don't, why don't we just start like doing an audit of everything, yeah. man? Aud- audit them before you just dis- destroy the whole institution, you know? right? Because if it's if it's poorly set up and it's like we're gonna cut your funding, then the people who are again already in charge of it are gonna go, oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Well, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, what's the best choice of action from here? It's like, well. It's not an easy decision, but again, if if it's like you're talking about a corrupt local police force, that ain't gonna be fixing it, bro. No. Now you just made angry men poorer. Right. You know. So it, it, I also don't like the notion of like. I think they know that like with enough people calling out boot licking that like. It's not very popular to be in a part of law enforcement, let alone any type of policy enforcement, right. you know, nowadays. But then you start seeing, like, woke uh, CIA and FBI, like, recruiting uh, ads in the past year. Yeah. Other, other stuff where it's like Nancy Pelosi comes back from China and says that China's actually one of the freest nations uh, in the world. And it's like... What? What? Cognitive dissonance. What? And like people just people will just listen to stuff like that and just be like, she's absolutely right. Yeah. Like, China's great because they're like, oh, I shouldn't criticize China. I mean, it might make me sound racist, right? Mm-hmm. I might lose my job. Oh gosh, I don't. I, I, that's the best. I just play it safe. Like, Go along to get along. Yeah, it's like fuck, man. Like, well, I mean, the whole cop thing is. <clears throat> 
going back to the false dialectic, it's either like bootlicker or a cab. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there is a middle ground. It's like on the one hand, I don't speak to police. On the other hand, I'm glad that somebody you know is gonna if they you know somebody's gonna come you know. We need you need some type of justice for you know things that I I don't believe the notion that the police are there to prevent crime. I think no. I think that especially with what you see in Uvalde kind of completely dismantles that. Though I did see one of the cops they found and he wasn't wearing a seatbelt and the citizens around him knew who he was. Oh shit. Started giving him hell and one of the guys has like like what well, seems it looks like a, an AR fifteen like strap citizen strap, yep, yeah. strapped to him. Getting confrontational, and the guy's like, "Like, touch me." He's like, "He's like, he's like, he's like, you think I won't defend myself from you?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "You're a coward." He's like, "He's like, touch me." Eventually, more Uvalde police show up, and they tell the cop, "Like, yo, Rick, get out of here." Whatever yeah. they was, <laughs> the one guy starts saying, "Hey, Rick, I'm gonna fuck your wife. How about that? <laughs> oh shit! How about that? I'm gonna find where you're at. I'm gonna fuck her on your fucking car. And you're gonna drive around knowing that I fucked your wife on your fucking car. You fucking coward." Just like, Jesus. damn, man. I'd vote for that guy. Fucking face. <laughs> damn. That's, that's what you gotta do, though, man. Yeah. Like, like, you know, sh- sheriff's departments, they're, they're elected officials. Right. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. They're, they're, they're accountable to the people, but mm-hmm. when you start talking about a lot of, like, policy enforcement, it's like, well, are we talking about prison guards? Right. You know? Like, because a lot of this stuff, and like I'm not disrespecting people that they choose to go into law enforcement as a career. Well, you know, you know, YOLO. You know, it's <laughs> you do you. But like, god damn, man! Like some of the stuff that's like rooted in this system, you look at it, it's just like clearly rooted in oppressing people. Yeah. Sometimes based on your ethnicity. Sometimes based on how you vote. Sometimes based on both. Yeah. You know. And there. Sometimes it's just justifying a paycheck. Yeah, to just be like, hey, kids got to eat. Yeah. Baton. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I, I get it. Shut up and die. Everybody wants you dead, you know. But some of, some of the stuff, though, man, like, some of these, like, bigger cities, like, I started, like, really kind of paying attention, like, to that kind of stuff during the Occupy movement mm-hmm. because, like, I was just watching on YouTube. YouTube wasn't this censored, like, entity that it is nowadays. Right. You know, you know we're talking, what? 2011, so 11 years ago. Yeah. And friends and loved ones back here, like, they, they didn't know what I was talking about. I'm like, it's, like, it's not on the news. Cause, like, I, I don't watch the news. Right, right. You know? But I'll, I'll watch YouTube and, you know, stuff, stuff like people are just independently making themselves. I like that about YouTube. But... People didn't know about it, and I'm like, that's fucking wild. Like, the cops are like just beating and pepper straying like people that like for doing nothing. Yeah, they're already detained and handcuffed. Like, like their 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 protest was to go and do nothing. Yeah, and then like that like kind of like fell apart because then they're like, we don't want leadership. I'm like, that sounds like a really horrible idea. Yeah. Like the idea of like you know you know we don't we should not honor the archetype of a hero. Well, they, the the whole idea was to be decentralized because it was a you know it was a it was a movement by the people you know what I mean yeah so like so I, I get to become the, a hive mind right like, as a consequence to that it's right like, bro I'm not becoming slime I, I get this I get the sentiment behind 
avoiding leadership because once you have leadership, your leaders can be corrupted and undermine the whole movement. But at the same time, you can have leaders and still be decentralized. You know, like where are you gonna have like and that's my you problem. have leaders to make sure that you don't have exploitation well, that, happen. That's, you know? a, that's my one of my problems with pure democracy. Because what? Okay, so every man gets a say. Okay, that's a good idea until you have to make a decision and then you have to hear from 10,000 voices. Uh, 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 point, point, of point of preference, point of preference, point of preference. <laughs> the pronoun you is bigoted as it could be insulting to people who have issues with confrontation. Therefore, I elect that we remove the second person from any speech and write it into legislation. A point of personal privilege, point of personal privilege, I move that the last person who spoke shall be tarred and feathered. Aye, <laughs> aye. Yeah, mob mentality doesn't work so well, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, it, 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 it can work on, you know, to intimidate um, yeah, if you if, it, it, if you if you have one, a group of folks that are like like harming kids or like you know like or that or that one cop you know yeah you know like mob mentality works in the short term just on that one situation but uh, we start talking about policy like it's like okay we understand that Gerald doesn't like the the second person but right yeah we're not writing that <laughs> fucking yeah. law yeah. you can deal with it Gerald. It's like a lot of this stuff, like, it, it feeds into the prison complex, which I, I don't like. And I, I don't agree with the abolish prisons notion no. either. Because if that's the case, then we're just going to be killing, right. like, and hanging everybody. Which I, I, I'm not a fan of that. No. You know, some people, some people need hanging. Right. But I don't think, again, that should be the policy. I mean, it's a, 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 a. I don't think if you steal a horse then they need to swing you from a rope right. until you're dead right. in the middle of town in front of your family. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think it's like necessarily a cop-out to say, like, I'd, see, I'd rather see a, a hundred uh, criminals go free than see one innocent man executed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, I think that the death penalty has its place, you know? I mean, I, maybe that's a lukewarm take, but it's like, you know, I... <clears throat> The death penalty, you know, what rapists, murderers, people who hurt children and stuff, you know, we need prisons, you know, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, the death penalty, you can argue, argue either way, but you can't abolish prisons. It, it, and <laughs> you, hear, you hear from, like, the, the far, far left, it's like, no one's free until every cage has been destroyed. And it's like, every cage? It's like, ev all of them? Like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Some really awful people in this world, and they'll 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 hear mantras like that. And from somebody who's been preyed on by wicked people like before, like they'll because like you're you're accepting and welcoming to people if they're welcoming to your ideology, right, right or right, your beliefs, right. right? Because a lot of times you find people that just want to confront you about shit, and they're just like. Well, that's stupid. You know, you shouldn't think outside the box. Mm -hmm. Which, to their credit, they, they are thinking outside the box, you know. But, you think people won't come in and just be like, I don't know, kind of like they did in Soviet Russia, like after the revolution, where they're <laughs> like, we're going to give it back to the people. Line those fucks up and kill them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, we're agreed. We ain't giving shit back. Right, fellas? 
Thank you for participating in the revolution. Now please face the wall. Oh, man, that was so great. Who, who are the farmers? Let's go after them. We're going to need food for this revolution. Like, that, shit, that shit's wild to me, man. It's like, when you, when you start trying to execute that at a federal level or a national level, invariably it just crumbles yeah. like to nothing yeah, like time. like authoritarian nightmares it's like god damn man at least in the <laughs> at least well uh, currently I don't know if that's the case but for most of the 20th century like the corporate nightmare at least had like it produced people that could rise not only out of squalor but sometimes rise into incredible wealth yeah to challenge uh, existing systems to bring competition of their own mm-hmm. and to make big choices of their own that could like impact communities impact you know the planet in uh, in a big regards so like that's really wild to me it's like man out of all the systems most of them seems to have been what would you call it? like I guess fiefdom or like monarchy feudalism yeah um, but like this one system though we don't have capitalism but whatever we have this in America has produced more people like that can participate at that level mm-hmm. which initially is is frowned upon right because it's frowned upon at that level from folks above them because they're like they're getting kind of close. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. I can see the pre- the peasants from my balcony. Yeah. Don't worry, Mr. Rothschild. <laughs> Release the hounds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like you have the opportunity to... Yeah, well, it's the opportunity to fail is what's important. You know what I mean? Yeah, and try again. Right. It's, it's not like, okay, you have strong arms... So you're gonna work in the mine, yeah. But I, but, but father, I just want to sing. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, we'll have none of that. <laughs> I can read, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, there's plenty of readers in the world. <laughs> I had this, I had this bit, and uh, I haven't had a chance to use it, but it's uh, it's about I uh, got kicked out of my local conservative political group when they found out my opinion about drag queens story hour in libraries that I was against it not because of the drag queens but because there was too many children that know how to read and we, <laughs> we need we need more doers less readers in the world that's good that's real real uh, end cap take there I mean I'm just I don't have that many bits but that's good man, it was that's pretty wild getting uh that tinfoil uh, hat show getting, because, you know, they're like, you get two minutes. I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, two minutes. And, like, some of some of the guys that, like, went up there were just like... We can't even sum up a, a concept in four hours Yeah, <laughs> right? Especially my long-winded ass. Fucking tornado circle talking. But, some like, some of those cats went up, like, you could tell, like, they, they really wanted to do stand-up, like, while they were up there. Like, the one yeah. guy... Like, babe, tell him I got a big dick. Yeah. Babe, please. Please, babe. Please tell him I got... Babe, babe. It's like, oh my God, that poor girl. Like, Fuck boy extraordinaire. Yeah. <laughs> they look like great value uh, <laughs> uh, machine gun calories. Yeah, yeah. 
But he started like going into like like a, he like posed back, like took the mic off the stand, and was like, you know, you ever good talking with your dad, and you can't get your dad to understand. It's like, bro, you're using your two minutes. What to do. is the deal with conspiracy theories? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're off control. <laughs> but like that was it was it was surreal, man. Like. uh I, I want to talk with him about cellular cosmology, but at the same time, I'm like, shit, man, I gotta throw in some fucking jokes or something, right. you know? So, rule of thumb, the first time you're on stage, you either make fun of yourself or the audience. Right. Right? So, you know, I called myself, a, or I think I've triply said that uh, I look like the bastard son of the three musketeers and a redneck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the... the because my name was Coulter. He's like, oh, of course it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course your name is Coulter. I was like, it was originally uh, going to be bitch tits. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> bitch tits motherfucking rings. <laughs> <laughs> All one word. Yeah, but, um, I, I, got, I had got up the, at the show the night before... I wanted to talk about the Sonora Aero Club, and it's like you have you, when you get up there, and there's two two guys that you've listened to for hours and hours and hours and hours, you know, and they don't have any fucking clue who you are, you know. And <laughs> We're gonna you know, forget me like, by the time it's over. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're like you want to you want to like wrap this like because the whole concept of the show was like introduce a theory that they either get their opinion on it or introduce something they'd never heard of. And it's like so I wanted to talk about this um, this like really nit niche like, uh, concept of the Sonora Aero Club and explain it in two minutes, you know? And so, like, you get up there and you're like, I was, like, stumbling over my words and, like, so it's, like, um, this, well, I mean, people have listened to me on this show. I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bumbling stumble fuck, you know? Stumbling mumble bum? That's, that's, two, that's, that's two times, you know? It's like double my gum. You know? <laughs> so it's, like, I'm, like, you know this thing and, um, it's, like, uh, this guy... And this guy in California, spaceships, dude, it was, it's wild, man, it's wild. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I have to look that up whenever I get home. <laughs> like, okay, thanks, okay, thanks. They're like, I can't wait to get back to the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Triple almost got in a fight to start off the show. Yeah, and he hasn't talked about it on any of his shows that I know of. Uh, with the So there's some kind of feud between him and some guy, Red Bar. Yeah, it's like I think he's like a drama YouTube streamer or something like that. Showed up, showed up at the venue in Jacksonville, and uh, previous exchange said he was gonna find uh, Sam's kids and uh, rape them. Yeah, that's and Jesus, and shows up at his show. So yeah, I'd be pissed off too. <laughs> yeah. Start start off your set and that guy's in the audience. Everybody was looking around like, is this is this part of the show? And I, like, I was at the show the night before. I was like, this is not part of the show. I don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> I just chilled. I'm like, eh, they'll handle it. Yeah. I, guess. I was going to sit here. There was some lady that was uh, sitting next to her husband or boyfriend while I was walking around. She was listening to like the, the three of us like converse all the time. I would catch her like, like nodding in like agreement and whatnot. But uh, when that happened... She uh, she just swivels her chair like around and like looks at me and I'm like, I'm like bitch, you were here with a dude and you got a <laughs> ring on your finger. <laughs> like, 
Mm-mm. All I could muster up politely was just like, That's something else, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you put up a... You put together a show that is like geared towards conspiracy theorists, you're going to get some freaks, for sure. Dude, it was it was such a good crowd. It was a weird crowd, but like, it was such a good crowd. Mm-hmm. Like, good energy, and like, just a bunch of people there that were... Everybody was okay with talking about weird stuff and even esoteric stuff, you know, that they couldn't talk with about other people. Like, that's there's something magical about that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... Like, that whole show was like... Like, probably like up there with like top three concert experiences. Yeah, you know totally, what I mean? totally. Like... And it was like a relatively small bar, like a little venue. But I remember... There's there maybe like a hundred people in there. Yeah. Maybe a little more than that. It was it was full, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when we left, like, I'm just standing outside smoking and, like, looking around, seeing all these people talking to each other, and you catch little tidbits of their conversation, and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, the fifth-dimensional aliens, and then, like, you hear another, it's like, oh, well, the giants in Genesis 6, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, whoa, this is crazy, like... Man, you know what I really wish? I was like, man... I wish there was, like, some sort of social club where all these people were going afterwards. Right, yeah. And, like, we could all, like, talk. Yeah. You know, and get to meet. I There's one guy, um, I think his name's Robert. He uh, messaged me uh, after the show, and he was, like, uh, on Instagram. He was, like, uh, Sam uh, tagged me uh, in his Oh, post. nice. Um, but uh, it was like, uh, he's like, yo, I was at Tinfoil Hat and I heard you talk about uh, cellular cosmology. He's like, he's like, he's like, it sounds really dope. I want to know more about that. I'm like, Hell yeah. I'm like, my man. That's right. Dude, that's right. <laughs> that's how that shit, I mean, that's how that shit happens. That's, I mean, that's how, like, way back in the day, that's how it was. You know, you have, like, I think they were called, like, salons. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's where the word salon comes from. It was a place where people would meet up and just exchange ideas, you know, about anything. It used to be stuff when I was younger, it'd be like music venues, but a lot of times you would get a bunch of people just dick riding other people's music yeah. and just talking in circles and be like, no, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about, man. Uh, I'm telling you, the best way you have to record is with tape. That's the only <laughs> way you can record. So it's you have to do everything analog. I'm like, you can take an analog signal, bring it in digitally. Like like analog doesn't have a sound. Tape has a sound, right? You know, vinyl like has a sound. If you record something to the pl- like platter itself, it's gonna have a sound of the medium. It's gonna, it's like pe- people don't care about this kind of shit. Make it sound shittier. Yeah, like like I had um I had started getting because uh, <laughs> I went through a, a, pl- a playlister. I was just like, yeah, I can submit like my songs. If people like it, they can put on a playlist and people can hear it. They, they can also review it if they want. So and some of them are like, Bleh. but you know, like a lot of them are like, you know, like, like, ah, oh, it warms your heart, you mm-hmm. know? But I'd say like probably one quarter of them, they're only geared at like the engineering and the mixing side of it. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, Ooh, I like that. I'll take that criticism for sure. Yeah. Cause they're pointing out stuff that I already know. I'm just like, like, mm. Oh, nice. Nice. Like, I thought you were going to go the other way with it, with people criticizing your production. Like No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they'll be like, like, hey, like, it sounds like, uh, you know, vocals are a bit thin in this part. Oh, I'm word. Not, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's as good as I can get <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't reply to any of, uh, any of the reviews. That's probably good. Probably. Like, that. it's built that way? Yeah. Oh, word, word. 
Yeah, that's probably. Good. I can I can give it a like reaction, but <laughs> yeah, I think I can. There's like community boards and whatnot on there. I'm not spending time. Like, it's called Playlister. Yeah, I think it's like Playlister Club or something like that. I have to check that out. But um, yeah, like uh, <laughs> one one of the songs. Yeah, it's uh, it's like the first track off of uh, an album. Uh, I am a ghost town, which is like a. a dark, like, new metal-ish type album. Somebody, I guess, goofed up because they added it to a, a salon boutique playlist. <laughs> so, there's like, there's like Ed Sheeran, The Shape of You, and like some Adele, and then there's vultures dressed in crimson. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it's appreciated, but it's like, oh man, no. Every every hit on that playlist is just like they're not there. <laughs> this was obviously an accident. <laughs> yeah, <they're... laughs> I don't know. Maybe you got somebody with good taste who happens to work at a hair salon, put it on the wrong mix. <laughs> yeah, start hearing that like like demonic vocal like over there, just like what is this? <laughs> this is good. <laughs> oh my god. That is that. That's not your newest one. That's the one before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the the goal is. Uh, I can do one per year. Per is each one's a different genre, right? Well, it's just there's a different theme or different something right, going right. on. With, with that one, I listened to that one, and I don't know why. Like, like knowing you personally, like I, you know, like if you don't know what the person sounds like, you just make it up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so like I, knowing you, I could visualize you performing these songs, but in my mind, you are wearing chains. <laughs> 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 I don't know why. This is. Just the picture I had. I have some guy lying around too. Yeah, yeah. Not like, not like as a fashion accessory. Just like you were carrying chains. Mm. <laughs> that one wasn't so much fun to make. That like I had, um, I'd learned a lot doing uh, Covenant, and uh, like so many of the songs on there, like just the final, like how they were mixed and everything. I'm just mm. like, oh man, like, like man, that's a, it's good good idea but it's just yeah you know you you learn you know it's right like, yeah, yeah it's like old recordings or no, old I'm art totally know? not dick riding because like I, I think all your shit's good but covenant that shit is my jam dude that was really good i like uh there's some songs on there i still really like i, I like waterfall a lot i like gold ectoplasm molecules molecules um, is, that was my favorite i think that's that's a fun one that's that's it's got a nice panty dropper rhythm mm-hmm. you know but it's t- also dark at the same time mm-hmm well, it's like, uh, you know, it was supposed to be like a psychedelic record, so like, by the time, like, the last, like, third of the album, because it's long, I mean, it's practically like a double album, it's mm-hmm. like 13 songs, I think, so like, by the end, it's like, and you don't, if you're tripping, you don't want something to, like, beat you continuously, you want, like, eventually to be like, oh, let me, right. let me <laughs> yeah. soothe. Something to lay you down. Yeah. And, and just tuck you in at the end of it. So it's, um... It, like, I learned a lot from that, but, like, uh, especially from, like, mixing, because there's some things you learn. It's kind of like painting on a canvas. Like, you get, like, towards the end, and you've got so much paint already on the canvas where it's, like, I can try to fix what's underneath there, and I'm going to ruin the whole fucking painting. Right, right. Or I can accept this as this is what I made at this time, and next time I know what not to do. But that was, like, 14 months was Ghost Town, like, making it, which is, it was probably two months out of there where I had someone living with me, so I wasn't really making anything. Right. 
So that's always fun when you have that kind of living environment. Yeah, yeah. But um, now the last one, uh, uh, Idiot's Masterpiece, four months. So I'm like, I mean, which wasn't you know healthy, but you know I had to do something for Big Sad. But um, if I can do an album in four in four months, then that's a um, like that's that's doable for like one per year. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah, totally. So I uh, I don't know. I try to. I usually start off with like making fake album covers. I'll just grab like imagery and like um, sometimes like some songs are like um, they're they've already existed. Like "Candle for a Caged Bird" was gonna be on Covenant, but I couldn't get it to sound good, and I was like, I don't want to spoil this idea. Right, right. So I was like, let me shelve it. I'm glad I did. Um, but that song is probably. 20 years old it was like 18 or 19 it just Damn. came it just came from a title like for me making because I always like making fake album covers in yeah, Photoshop yeah. it's fun to do fake bands and fake track lists and stuff and I was like man Candle for a Cage Bird that's cool I should I want to make a song that encapsulates that I never knew how so I would just like picture like all these little pieces over the years of like ideas of like 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 how it would end, but I didn't know how to get there, or how it would start, and you know I didn't know where to go with after that. How like a piano riff would go, but like how I didn't want it to just be like an endless loop because it would be like it's too repetitive. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I get like things like what was it uh, Afro beat like Felakuti? I like Felakuti, but like sometimes when you hear the same thing for like ten minutes, it's like bro. Come on, dude. <laughs> In a different note. I get please. it. I get it. <laughs> but um, like uh, you know, another another song like uh, on uh, the most recent one, uh, Auras, was just written just because I was like, man, I wanna. I, I like I like songs that like make me think of like doo wop or like happy like mm -hmm. like upbeat like kind of like swinging la, 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 Carlton <laughs> from Fresh Prince yeah. bursting in your kitchen and dancing with the <laughs> biggest smile on his face like like a good a good morning song mm -hmm. you know especially with the whole idea of um, like a, awakening and like you know accepting the day for what it is kind of being like a, a whole theme for like the album. I like that idea, like, because that's a good first song in the morning, like, can completely change your day, mm. you know, or, a, or a, the wrong song, too. Right, right. But I also, like, I wanted to do a culture song, you know what I mm. mean? So, like, I think the first line of it is, uh, I wake up every morning with a cynical need to survive, stumble to the bathroom where I have a shit and come <laughs> to terms I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like it's like a happy we'll song. Make it upbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the chorus is like you're a goddamn gorgeous fucked up mess, and I want you by my side. Hell like, yeah! Like I, it's a it's a nice dichotomy, you know. Like um, I mean something like filthy with something pretty. You yeah. Know? But um, with with that whole thing, like it didn't start with me, like like dealing with like you know the big sad or anything, like. And initially, because I'm always when I finish one, I'm just like, all right, let me, let me just move on to the something else. Like I normally take a week or two off, and then I'm like back to writing again, in some regard. 
so I'm making a fake album cover with a bunch of pictures of architecture from World's Fair and uh, like from Tartaria, like right. you know, threads and whatnot. Just because architecture is fucking gorgeous, mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, I could bring in like a nice, like classic Roman kind of font and like. So like, I'll do that out of boredom, and then sometimes song titles will come up, and I'll use that. Sometimes. Um, like with Auras, I just wrote the whole song. I figured out a vocal melody on the guitar and then cater the guitar to structuring around like everything. Other songs like uh, Waterfall came to me while I was tripping. I had taken uh, two uh, tabs of uh, LSD. This was years ago. This is 2016 or 17. And... The, uh, they were already uh, a double dose on each tab, so they were 2.5 mic uh, micrograms. Mm -hmm. I think of 2.5 K, two, 250 micrograms. <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to think, 250 micrograms. Might so. as well be two trillion or two bajillion. <laughs> <laughs> so I had two of those. So that's equivalent to like five hits of acid. Jesus Christ! So and like I'm in public and like I'm. My friend asked me, like, you know, because I'm not driving anywhere, thank God, but we're at a bar. And he asked me, like, you know, how are you doing? I'm like, first of all, no matter what happens, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. But I'm not okay right now. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's like, you bugging? I'm like, I'm, I'm calm, but, like, I can, like, the world is pretty, pretty melty all <laughs> around me. And he was like... You know, how the visuals, I'm like, oh, they're, they're beautiful. Like, that, like, you know, seeing, like, all the colors and things that aren't really there, but they're really there at the same time. Like, like that's beautiful, but, like, golly, it's really intense. And later on through the night, you know, of course, it's, it's LSD, so it's like six hours later, I'm still going. Like, I'm not coming down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when will I sleep? <laughs> and I start, I start just hearing this drone over and over again of just three chords is, over and over again and I'm at my friend's house and I like I he, he, he's banging somebody and I'm just laying in the guest room like wide awake just like alright well the droning's not stopping at least it gives me something to concentrate on <laughs> but it did it was like a few hours later, and I'm still laying there, and it's still just that same thing. And I'm like, I think I'm okay to like, like drive back. This is at uh, at the time when um, my uh, engagement had ended, and I was temporarily living with family. So I was like, okay, I can drive back, and then just go back to their back bedroom, and just be like, oh, good morning. Oh, yeah. I'm tired. Gonna get, gonna finish my sleep. But. Um, I was like, I can get to a fucking instrument. I can figure out what these fucking chords are. I can just, because it was just plaguing in my mind over and over again. And I get back and I get a guitar and I'm trying to figure it out. And I'm, I'm getting frustrated. I'm trying to build it in the computer as well so I can like you know, put sense to it. And I'm like, by this point, it's now getting harder to hear. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, really tired. Starting to lose it. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. I just strum the guitar like in a comfortable uh, gesture with my hand, just out of frustration, just like, let me just hit a final like chord. And it was the first fucking chord I was oh, looking for. Shit. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I found it. I found it. 
shit, I found it. And from there, you know, like, I, ha I have enough, like, to, once it's locked, to be like, okay, I can, I know what these notes are, and I can slide it, because I can hear, like, the tension, you know. Yeah, yeah, then you can, then you can find it. Mm -hmm. So I found it. And then I was like, cool. Like, that's awesome. That's probably an important song, so. <laughs> Which um, one is that? Or you haven't released Waterfall. It? Waterfall. It's off of Covenant. It's like track 11, I think, on Covenant. It's like one of my finger tappy songs. Yeah. That's fucking rad, man. I know I've, I've woken up with ideas, like, or just like, you know, you wake up and you've had this, uh, like, profound dream. You still got DMT in your system. Yeah, and, like and you're you're like, wait, wait, I have to remember this. I have to remember this. And then like sometimes you'll just sometimes you'll keep a little piece of it, and then sometimes you just lose it all together. And there's that that regret of like having such an amazing idea, or whether it was amazing or not, but the feeling that it was an amazing idea, and then it just like slipping through your fingers is such a. I had I had one one time, man. It was a um, it was a false awakening, and I was struggling to sleep. Because I had, I was trying to go back to this dream where I had woken up and I was like, I just, I figured out how to solve it. I figured it out. Oh my God, I have to write this down. And then I woke up and I was like, what did I solve? Oh what no. Did I solve? <laughs> no. Like what, what did I solve? Like what was it? And like, I, I tried to like go back and like figure it out again. But I, I, I laid awake trying like to rack my brain and it was like, it was like one of those ideas where it was like right there. Mm -hmm. Like all I needed was like a word, yeah, you know, or a letter to like bring me in. I would have had it, but no, it was it was just it was just gone. It was just gone, ethereal, man. But like that's that's kind of like how I've like always been like as a creative. It's just been like, well, I have these ideas. And I'm like, man, that's a cool idea. I can make something with this idea. Yeah. yeah. I like that con that concept first approach. You're like, oh, this looks cool. What can I do with that? And then you just come up with a little phrase, you know, and you're like, oh, that, that's a cool phrase. And oh, there's this chord I heard while I was tripping. Let's put that in there. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I never write music the same way. Yeah. Like, like it, it's, it's a part of reason why I, I don't do so well with a lot of other musicians is because we'll, we'll do if we're talking about stuff I've already got like I've, I, I see a lot of times the whole picture kind of playing out in my head mm -hmm. and me included a lot of people don't like being told what to do unless you're compensating me some way right you know like that's kind of how my job works it's like yep I'm the bitch <laughs> yeah what yeah. you need yep <laughs> I know that game <laughs> <clears throat> but when it comes to like creative pursuits especially like when it's like oh man like you know you should have a band or something it's like bro I'm fucking middle aged yeah. like like I I yeah, whenever I was playing like it, it was just something to like it didn't have my passion in it it was something for me to bond with other people about and like you know perform yeah. and be on stage like that's fun but like what I don't like is I don't like seeing really talented musicians whenever they get in middle age just sort of Oh yeah, I remember my heyday and mm -hmm. whatnot. And it's like, bro, you're you've become those same scene kids that were just like talking shit at local shows, like like oh, you, you have no idea what you're talking about. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. This, this band is not the real. I'll tell you who you should listen to. <laughs> These are the bands with checking out. It's like, okay, bro, I didn't I didn't realize you had the greatest taste right that, yeah. that we've ever encountered before. <laughs> please please go ahead and tell me how. 
how lack of uh, artistic integrity uh, corn and Limp Biscuit has. I totally agree with you, but it doesn't. <laughs> Look out, everybody. we it, got an oracle over here. It doesn't change the fact that when you put some of their songs on, I bet you your toe will tap it, yeah. nothing else. Yeah. Like, I've always just liked music. Mm -hmm. And like, like you were talking about earlier, like the, um, you know, quote unquote, older kids that are, you know, they're already got bands and whatnot. Whenever I had my band in high school, they were so fucking cruel, man. Oh, yeah. Like, they were so cruel. And I should have listened then to what the universe was telling me as far as, like, don't expect them to like you yeah. ever, like, right. at all. Find people that do light up whenever you're around. Cherish them. Like, those people, uh-uh. Those people don't care about you. It's like folks that uh, run in um, big... Uh, you would call drug churches or drug circles. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's not your friend. That's meth's friend. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not your man. That's cocaine's man. Yeah. That's that's cocaine's bitch. You that guys ain't have, your bitch. You guys have mutual friends. Yeah, yeah. That's not your friend. <laughs> yeah. The only reason that you're there is because of meth or, before, or cocaine or whatever it may be. Right. You know? And people will sell you down the river as fast as they can in order to keep that friendship. Because that's the important friendship. Yep. You ever tried to quit alcohol or tobacco or pills or anything? It's saying goodbye to a friend. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not just, well, why don't you just quit? It's like, when people that, like, get sober, it's like, man, that's a tremendous amount of, like, strength that it takes, you know? And, like, you have to stick to the plan. And people that struggle with drug addiction it's like yeah but if you're trying to get better dude you don't need to be like feel ashamed for like falling off the wagon right if, yeah, if, yeah if you're getting back up mm -hmm. you know what you should feel ashamed about is just staying in the dirt and then bringing more people into the dirt with yeah. you so you're not lonely <clears throat> yeah bringing others down with you is the that's worse than just you know never <laughs> i don't know yeah like struggling with addiction is a bitch, you know what I mean. But there's also like, like a weird pride in it. Like, um, like I like I've lost a lot. I've lost a lot, you know, getting sober, you know. Yeah. But it's nothing that wasn't worth losing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you said, it is. It is saying goodbye to a friend. You know what I mean? If, if something's not, but gonna, it's a shitty friend. Yeah. <laughs> if something or someone is not going to be around with you whenever you get a draft and glide up in some regards, you don't want them around. Right. You know, you don't want them around. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Yeah. So if you're around a bunch of miserable people that are just wanting to just do hedonistic shit all the time, bro, eventually you're not going to be desirable in any regards, no. like as far as that crowd is concerned. You know what I mean? And then, like, then what? Oh, God, are you going to be doing the middle-aged biker orgies at Daytona 500, you know, or, like, bike week down <laughs> there? The grossest thing I can oh, imagine. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> That's fucking nightmarish. You, I mean, you go to, you go to the, right, the right bars... And that's what that's what you get. The, I mean, the people who've been there longer long enough, mm -hmm. it's a bunch of fucking gross biker swingers. You know, it's like it's like, oh, this is what happens if I stay here for thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> yep. You're looking at your future, brother. Yep. You're gonna make all these friends. Guess what? 
the only reason they're your friend is because you're at the bar. Right. Those aren't your friends. That's alcohol's friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, I as, as much hedonistic shit as I did in my 20s and early 30s, I never once tried to involve any of my, like, sober friends in anything I was right. doing. You know? Right. And, like, they, and I'm glad they didn't. You know, a lot of them just, they substituted drug culture for video game culture and, you know, went down, like, the wow rabbit hole and yeah. shit like that. Which <laughs> yeah. I like that. You have at it, fellas. Oh, yeah. Like, I was snorting Adderall at the time. I was like, I don't have time for WoW. There's only there's only 64 hours in the day. You know? <laughs> Hell yeah. I can't, I can't spend them doing WoW, WoW stuff. How many goblins can you kill? Oh my god. How many trips to the graveyard before you finally punch your fucking monitors? You know? Well, that's one, that's one substance I never got into was MMOs. I, I just... I, I don't like the whole, like... You have to be connected to our server to play our game. Right. Like it's like, bro, what if I what if I don't want that? What if I just wanna like spend time looking around at shit? Yeah. You know, that's that's what I do in most open world games. Let's walk around yeah. and explore. <laughs> yeah, you pick one one point on the side of the map and just walk in a straight line. Have you played a Red Dead Redemption two? Yeah, I haven't beat it. I I like I fell off for some reason, and it just went, you know, too much time passed to go mm. back, and I've just, I've been meaning to go back to it and never have. But. You know how it ends? Yeah, yeah, I know the big, <clears throat> the big reveal or whatever, but, uh, uh, my girlfriend at the time, uh, beat it. I came home, like, as she, as she, like, had just beat it, or had just come to the big story point, just in tears, like, <laughs> like, she had just watched the saddest movie ever, I was like... What's wrong? <laughs> it's it's one of the best video games I've ever yeah, played. Yeah. The I don't know shit about like graphics or anything like that, but whatever they use to make the light and the sun mm-hmm. in that, the moon still looks artificial. You know, I mean, it looks like a they tried to make a floating space rock, which that's that's not what the moon looks right. Like. <laughs> yeah. But like the sun and like daylight. Oh my god, man! Oh my god! Like they're. The nuance that they have in that program, where like if you're walking through mud or snow, every footprint or hoof print mm-hmm. is like there. Like after you walk through it, you can drag someone through the mud or the snow. Yeah, like, leave the leave the track. Yeah, like a sled. And yeah. it'll leave mud on them as well. It's like that shit's so fucking it's, like engrossing. It's, in- dude. it's it's insane. Like the amount of detail that they're getting. Mm-hmm. They're getting now. I. I Played Ghost of Tsushima a year or two ago. It's a, like a samurai game, like you're in like feudal Japan or something like that, and um, it's like um, it's it's super realistic, but at the same time, it's like romanticized, like like an idealist. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the right word, but it's like it's, it's super detailed and realistic, but it's like more beautiful than reality in a way that's like the last Halo game I had played was like that, where it's like. This is an attempt for me to go. Oh, it's not a movie, or it's not a. Uh, it's not animated. It's live oh, action. Right, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Poorly worded on my part. No, my behalf. But um, yes, it's it's kind of like um some of the arguments you'll see for folks talking about practical effects versus CGI, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, if you have everything CGI, then like you don't really suspend your disbelief as much you right. know it takes you out of the story and puts you into we're watching a cartoon yeah you know but some of the stuff they have where it's like like you said it's like too beautiful mm-hmm. to be real mm-hmm. where it's like 
Well, that's not... There's still something about it to where, like, we're able to detect, you know, like, is that a photograph or a painting? Right, you know? right. That uncanny valley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's wild shit. It really is, man. I, I heard somebody recently talking about <clears throat> that specific thing. Like, did you ever see Beowulf? I saw it once. I really liked the story as a kid, and... I think by the time I saw it, the graphics were already dated. Right, right. You know? Well, and well, at the time they were like cutting edge, you know. But at the same time, it was weird, you know. It was just it's a it's like close enough to reality, but also just not right, you know. And that that's what the uncanny valley is. Is yeah. when something something is approaching reality, but still in that weird low point where it just kind of makes you uncomfortable. There is something I saw with uh, one of the new Spider-Mans where Paul Giamatti's a villain. He's wearing a, a giant rhino suit, mm -hmm. like a biomech of a, a rhino. And the rhino's head opens up, and there's Paul Giamatti with a, you know, a little portal for mm -hmm. him to talk through. And initially, like, they filmed it, like, and he's in the suit, like, you know, there. But then for, for some reason, they, you know, they went back and they... He touched it up to where he now looks like he's just like a floating head, like, and the shadows are wrong. Like, yeah. there's shadows hitting the the mech of the rhino from one way and inside the suit from another. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, the, it doesn't even look like there's glass in front of him. There was another one they showed a Steven Seagal movie where they superimposed Steven Seagal's face on the exterior of a motorcycle helmet so you could know that Steven Seagal is riding <laughs> the motorcycle. It's like when you put a motorcycle helmet on, like, you know, it's not very much view that you have, you know. It's like, you know, the antithesis of, like, your binoculars, right. you know. But in this, you can see, like, his ears and part of, like, his mouth, like, coming down. What the fuck? Just superimposed on the outside of... Well, this motorcycle helmet. It's like what they've been doing with the <clears throat> the later Star Wars movies and series. Oh, where, making where, dead actors still profitable. Yeah, yeah. Like or or what they show you know Carrie Fisher from forty years ago. You know, and it's it's really really well done. But at the same time, it like it ticks that box in your head where you're like, there's some something not right about it. You know, right? But I I heard a take on the Uncanny Valley recently that kind of stopped me in my tracks. That was. Um, like the uncanny valley seems to be like some kind of like built-in detection system in our in our minds mm. to where we can we can recognize things that aren't exactly human you know what i mean and they were they were <clears throat> proposing what if that's like a an adaptation like a like a a holdover from like some from our ancient past where it was um on an evolutionary scale beneficial to be able to recognize something that's just not quite human. Right. And it's like, whoa, what? Like, <laughs> like you're talking about skinwalkers, you know? That's weird. I also wonder if, like, maybe our the bandwidth of our perception used to be a little bit wider mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, I think I shared something with you a few months ago that uh, the channel Mind Unveiled, they talked about a, a dye that they would render from coal tar, depending this on the... the Wait, this isn't the red mercury. Mm-mm. No, no, no. This was, uh, they used, like, 
not infrared light, but they would use these visors of either red or green or blue. Right, 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 right. Like night vision, like almost uh, as precursors for the green night vision. Right. But that in the red, that other entities would like, they could see things that weren't human, like in like uh, in the military, and I think it was during Korea War, that uh, su supposedly that the helicopters pilots were not allowed to have a red uh, visor on. They could only use blue or green because uh, people started freaking out on the helicopters seeing stuff fly next to them that weren't helicopters, but there were things out there in the sky next to them flying. What the fuck? Those are like Jeepers Creepers monsters. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking pterodactyls and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, fuck, man. Like, what, what if that is like the case I said with the blue one that you could see people's auras like mm -hmm. the actual energy like like resonating off of them and it's like fuck man what what if there used to be ways like that that we discovered through like sciences or divine like gifts mm -hmm. you know of knowledge some promethean stuff and then you know civilization falls and whoever comes in controls new civilization they get that technology and they're just like huh Hold on to that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> why don't we keep that in the back burner just right. in case? Dude, that's fucking wild. Like, actually, it's like they live glasses. Right? Or even like the idea of like, um, you know, since, uh, you know, the, the sun's on its own sort of like cycle that it, uh, could, uh, be brighter, warmer, hotter, colder, whatever on a, a bit of a, like a sine wave, right, throughout throughout the year. So right right now... Yeah, I can see that. Like, we have our own seasons. This, why wouldn't the sun have its own seasons? Right, right. So if we're talking about brightness and visible light, then, and over centuries, you would say, I would say our eyes would evolve to see more in the darkness. Yeah, right? definitely. Or be, definitely. be able to take in more light and as the sun gets brighter and brighter well you don't need to take in as much because the sun is so luminous so like the way our eyes adapt to darkness on the short on the short scale like you know over just a, like 15 minutes in pitch black darkness mm -hmm. eventually your eyes would adapt like yeah imagine that over generations like i say we had a dark period you know mm -hmm. a thousand years of relative darkness yeah, yeah they even talk about red skies yeah, yeah. Instead of like blue skies, like I think it was like Hopi Indians talked about that, and that one comet that they would see, they were like sister comets, one was blue and one was red. Mm -hmm. That when they saw one, they knew to prepare for something because a change in the sky is that the Kachina, the red Kachina star, or something yeah, I like think that. so. Um, <clears throat> I know the it's like a wandering star or something, though, something right? like that. I, I, it's one of those. Uh, thousands of topics I have only tangential knowledge of. <laughs> but um, I I did see something the other day that was talking about, <coughs> I think either medieval, I think it was medieval artwork, uh, like a huge portion of it only portrays red skies. Yeah, especially around the, um, uh, the Gothic period, which is, uh, if you're talking European art, mm -hmm. is right before the Renaissance. Okay. So... Like, that's where you have, like, kind of looks like a little bit of Egyptian art, but, like, a, or Chinese art around that time. Right, right, right. But it's got, um, you can see, like, they, they've 
kind of got perspective going on, but, but everything was still very two dimensional. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Not not much depth. You don't see that until the Renaissance, and you start seeing like, you know, a lot of like you Real, know, multi point perspective. Mm -hmm. and... That that is weird. That huge change in in uh, art styles from the like not to say it's basic, but you know, like like you historical events depicted fairly simp simplistically and then you have this huge jump in the renaissance to where it's like you know three-dimensional it's right? hyper realism yeah for mm -hmm. its time well i th well i think also before the renaissance it <clears throat> that artwork was more all it was almost iconography in a way rather than art because like the difference between art and iconography is iconography it has a purpose as far as like Historical, right? You know, it's like this, I can see that. This the, is what this is church, what happened. The church funded almost all the paintings and sculptures at that point. Right, right. Cool. Because the like from from a religious view, like iconography is um, supposed to teach you something, mm -hmm. whereas art is just for uh, emotion. Yeah, or like a sensual enjoyment. You know, to, just to experience. You're like, oh, it's so pretty, or this metaphorical. Whatever. Right. Whereas before, it's like, well, we, we have an idea that we want to... Or, like, we want an event. We have an event we need to record, and the most efficient way to record it is to draw, you know, this two-dimensionally, and this king took over this town and killed this dragon, and here it all is in this one little picture. You right. Know? But with the, the red skies thing, it kind of makes you wonder, is that, like, does that have historical significance, or is that just, like... Um, like a resource thing where like they only had certain dyes, you know. I've seen uh, some stuff where um, they'll talk about the sky being red because of, I guess you would call it like volcanic activity, mm -hmm. right? Of like such a scale that it, 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 the sunlight itself, like, or the sky rather reflecting off the sun doesn't have enough of whatever the gas is. I forget the noble gas that will give the blue-ish color for right. most of the day. There's not enough of it, and there's more of that, like, whatever produces, like, a reddish hue instead because of that overlay in the atmosphere of mm -hmm. volcanic dust and air and gas and everything. Which I, I could see that, like, as well, but, like, how the fuck would you interpret that? Like the whole sky, like changing colors. Yeah. Imagine if that happened. Like that's when you would have them launch like the fake alien invasion. They'd be like, like, right. like we don't know how to tell you all, but we've been invaded, and these invaders say we've got to get climate change under control. Otherwise, they're not going to turn the sky blue again. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Pentagon, the CCP, have some like giant volcano in the Pacific, like, surrounded for 20 miles out of a radius from it, you know. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Just go on back. I saw I saw something on the... I watched the, the second level, that Flat Earther documentary. Not good. Um, Is that the uh, Hibbler? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. The, it's... I never saw the first one. Eh, eh, yeah. Eh, I mean, it's... If you've kind of gone down the rabbit hole with it, it's, it's not really telling you anything new. It's old news, yeah. You know? But, like, this one, the the one guy, the, I forget, uh, Mark or David um, Flat Earther, he was in uh, uh, Beyond the Curve, or Behind the Curve. He's, like, the main guy that, like, had his e-girlfriend that, he's like, oh, no, we've, we've never... Uh, no, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone on between us is like, yeah, no shit. 
what a surprise. You? There's like a, a segment where he's with this elderly woman. She's like 90 or like a century. And he's asking her about like what they taught you as about the earth as a little girl. And she's like, well, they taught us it was flat. And then they said, no, it's actually a globe. And he's like, well, I have some good news for you. You were right the, the whole time. <laughs> it is flat. Yeah, I know the clip. Doesn't that make you feel good? It's like, bro, this makes me feel like punching you yeah. in the fucking mouth. Leave the old lady alone. Like, like, oh my God, dude. That, I mean, that's just as bad as, as when the mainstream news rolls out somebody and uses them to, you know, lay out their platform. Yeah. It's like, come on, dude. That, I know what clip you're talking about. That's Dave Weiss, too. Yeah. That, that's just exploitation. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you're you're no better than the fuck than NASA, you know. No, no. And the they um they start talking about some stuff in in it where it's like they could really unpack it, like um there being more land, right? right? Yeah. This whole notion. And like they uh they show a clip of one guy, like he's in a boat somewhere and they're too close to Antarctica, supposedly, and a giant, like, Navy ship just comes swooping right up. And, All right, guys, you got to leave this area. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, see, that, that shows that there's there's more land. It's like, no. yeah, yeah, maybe, or maybe <laughs> it's that they don't want you going to fucking Antarctica. Yeah. Because there's lots of countries that have already said that no none of us can go to antarctica right you can pay money and they'll take you to some places like oh yeah yeah you, ooh, you made I mean, it once again that's like agreeing on the basic facts but not agreeing on the same conclusion yeah. like you going to Ant- not being allowed to go to antarctica just means that there's something weird going on in antarctica yeah it doesn't mean that there's that secret th- land <laughs> beyond the ice wall you know <laughs> you know what you know what i think because you know like i i like the uh, you know, the uh, cellular cosmology, giant uh, cosmic, uh, holy uh, earth egg right. uh, idea is, especially this, some of uh, some of these ideas of, um, that they talk about with Admiral Byrd and that him finding openings and other beings that were already there and the whole Operation High Jump stuff mm-hmm. and whatnot. Seeing like mammoths in the North Pole and mm-hmm. shit like that. So I, I think if we're talking about like cellular cosmology where everything that is up is further in and everything that is below is further out yeah right so at some point in the system i imagine there are openings Mm -hmm. right that lead somewhere but it's not further (laughs) out as far as past an ice wall it's to whatever is outside of this earth right it's the nesting it's a nesting doll right yeah yeah yeah. so it's just it's just earth and then above us further in is whatever outer space is right. this this nucleus yeah. in our world that that's actually conceptually easier to visualize um, because you know people talk about hollow Earth you know there being worlds within wor- like on the inside of our world you right. know like that's that's one thing but if you conceptualize it on the outside if you flip the script it's actually <laughs> it's actually bigger you know what I mean like yeah. it would be bigger on the outside which yeah. is a lot easier to visualize i don't know that's wild cellular cosmology like to me takes a lot takes a lot of the arguments that flat earthers had where it's like not about their curve but about a lot of the math just doesn't add up Mm -hmm. even uh fomenko 
I like took a the guy Morozov's uh, lunar eclipse data, right? Just to be able to show that, like, hey, the calendars don't line. Yeah, up. the church is wrong. Right. Like they've been teaching history wrong, mm. and using therefore, like I, his conclusions being correct as far as what actually did happen, I don't know. Right. right but right. the fact that he was able to take another man's life's work and just find the uh, that the uh, the pattern didn't match up. You mm. know, it's a, it's it's cyclical. It's always going to match up, right? And then it, it doesn't match up with what we've been told. So that's that's like some damning like stuff, right? But like the, the with a cellular cosmology, you take the the notion of like a um, the globe, right? The, the the standard model of what we have. Every map transfers over without issue. Mm. You can't do that on a flat model. The azimuthal equidistant projection map, it only works at the poles. Okay. You know what I mean? Right, so, like, right. once you start moving that bullseye view at, above the North Pole on this flat map to anywhere else, then everything else distorts how Antarctica distorts. Uh, right, right, right. So Where it, it gets, only works it split, in this... It gets split around the, the outer perimeter. Right. So it only works in this locked position. Mm -hmm. Right? So it it's still useful to get, like... Uh, an idea of like how we perceive our, our world, which is flat, right? Mm -hmm. So like it shows how small... You mean our conceptual, like our perception is literally flat. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can't detect. Like perfect. you go outside and you look around, you see a circle that reaches as far as you can see and that's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can put a level down on concave <laughs> or convex yeah. earth and it'll show you... Look like, at it. Look at it. It's yeah. flat. I, I use a level at work every day. Yeah. And you know what? Guess what? It's fucking flat when you put it on the ground. But the um, an index for maps that we already have on like the convex, like standard globe model, them not being able to transfer to a flat model, it's pretty damning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, yo, bro, the measurements work perfectly on this. Mm -hmm. In fact, you can even take a Google map and know exactly how many miles is from here to there without having to have any kooky like algorithm or like bullseye like well if you move it here now the distance on this map is from you know a different set of, like a miles like that doesn't work the other thing that doesn't work is the um, the lunar eclipse yeah it does it doesn't work on a flat model the solar one it works it makes sense right they're they're in a fish bowl and they're they're moving around above us so they're the same size with the with the lunar eclipse you have to introduce new theoretical concepts like an invisible third celestial <laughs> body you know what i mean yeah which is exactly what flat earthers criticize mainstream astrophysicists for just creating uh dark matter wholesale yeah it's like, like dark well, ether can become a, a, a new gravity right? right where it's just like oh it does this because of uh, the gravity is different at the equator than it is here it's like is it though well it's like the is it the whole reason the whole reason the concept of dark matter exists and any any astrophysicist who's honest will tell you this is that it has to exist because if it doesn't then all our models are wrong yeah it, it's um uh, hubble brought this up they talk about this in the principle that when you observe the redshift, which is, you know, you see galaxies that they appear to be moving faster and further away. So, like, when that happens, things can be tinted red, kind of like uh, a Doppler effect with sound. It right. has a red or a blue shift as far as where it goes. So this, this is a head-scratcher because if there's no uniformity, like, in, in space, right, and it's, it's just 
the heliocentric model, then it means it's not it's not velocity, right? If you use a geocentric model or a fixed Earth and put Earth at the center of the local void, then the redshift just makes sense because it's either exploding or imploding right. away from us, mm -hmm. you know, and we occupy the center. Because the math doesn't work on the heliocentric model, dark matter is then used to explain how everything is held together, mm -hmm. right? Like the zodiac not changing over millennia, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's because it's the universe is made up of dark matter. They also need dark energy to explain the propulsion and movement of everything as well. So this occupies like 90% of their universe and their world model. It's like this is not reliable data. But you can't see it, can't measure yeah. it. Yeah, so then the flat earthers do this, like you said, the same thing with the lunar eclipse where it's like, well, imagine if there's another space orb floating around up there that we can't see except during the eclipse. It's like, yeah, okay. But on the standard, <laughs> prove it. Yeah, on the standard model, it's just Earth here, Moon here, shadow cast from Sun. Right. That's it. Right. Makes more sense. Yeah. On the standard model. So on the um, on the concave model, they they have their argument for it because there's there's all these layers of like glass and orbs in our sky, right? Mm. Like like the um, Kind of with the flat model where you have different layers of the firmament, like mm -hmm. the moon's the first, then you have sun, then you have the, uh, what is it, Mercury and Venus, and then uh, Mars, and then an asteroid belt. So, like, imagine all this, but imagine everything are, are just spheres, right, like right. a cell. <clears throat> like we're, right. on the, we're on the inside of the outermost sphere, mm -hmm. right, that we can detect. That we know is the outermost, right, for right. sure. Um, so, on the... Opposites, the sun, the source of it is, it's, you know, it's, it's a giant solar magnet of like electromagnetic energy, right? So its source is coming from the center of the universe. So it, it's a kind of a misnomer when they're like the sun's the center of the solar system because mm -hmm. the source is the center in the cell model, not the sun itself. Right. The, the sun is, you know, it's, it's off center because it's moving around a center of mass, right? right? The, um, and all these orbs are contained, which is how you get, sometimes you get rainbows that are one way, and then you'll have an inverted rainbow going upwards mm -hmm. another way. You know, you'll have the horns on the sun. That, yeah, you know, or that, sun dogs, where you'll see like too many suns yeah. on the other side. That would, yeah, yeah, that would make sense with, with light refraction. Right, and especially if it's coming around, right, so it's coming around end of view at the horizon. The horizon always curves upwards, which is why whenever you go up in a plane, you don't see more of space. You see right. more of the land. Right, yeah. It's why the horizon, you don't see the curve going down. It's because it's going up. You'll notice on like some of the um, uh, amateur rocket videos and even on what, what you would say are some space videos, right? You see less stars the closer you get to space. Yeah. Doesn't make sense on a convex globe, right? Because you would see more of them. You're getting closer to space. Mm -hmm. What does make sense is if it's a cell model, if it's concave and space is actually further in, the closer you get to this orb, you're going to see more of the void and blackness yeah, of space and right, less right. of the stars. So if you're getting closer to it, that it, it actually, they, the distance between them increases. Yeah. So you would see less of it. Yeah. That actually makes way more sense. Yeah, right? So like the, the lunar eclipse, the solar eclipse still works Kind of the same on the, the flat model with the cellular model, which mm -hmm. is that you know the sun is local, about probably 3,000 miles away, and it and the moon are 
about the same size, mm -hmm. right? But on the opposite end of the space orb, this the same way that light and energy is pulsing through this, I guess you call it like a semi-sphere of the sun, mm -hmm. right, that illuminates our world. On the opposite side, there's got to be a way for it to take in energy. So it, the lunar eclipse happens whenever the moon perfectly aligns with that opposite end of the ball of the sun. Mm -hmm. And it creates this little wine-looking color as the moon crosses it. Mm -hmm. So like their explanation doesn't involve extra right. steps or anything like that. It actually, it actually just uses what we can see and describes it in a way that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> really fucking wild. That is wild. So I, I've heard you say it a couple of times about how, like, you, some when you measure the actual curvature that it curves up. Yeah, there is, um, they labeled him as a, as a cult leader, which he, he probably did sort of cult, if we're being honest, but this guy in Florida, um, helped fund this um, this experiment down in Naples, I think in either the late 1800s or the early 1900s. Um, the first Florida man. <laughs> he, uh, uh, this, uh, he had uh, folks from the church come out. Um, he had folks from the Flat Earth uh, local chapter or whatever come out. Um, and he did it over um, a series of days using the tides and how they affect the shoreline as a uh, as kind of a constant mm -hmm. uh, to compare with this device called a rectilineator, and it's like a, a big fence where um, you put posts in and then you fasten level like a uh, bar across, mm -hmm. and then you connect that bar with another bar and then another H shaped post, and you just do that over and over and over. Yeah, again. he was able to do one eighth of a mile at a time with all the posts. And uh, whenever uh, the uh, experiment was done, both the uh, flat earth groups and the, uh, the church, the uh, Jesuit uh, priests that came down to witness it, uh, said that it was, a, it was a fraud and a hoax. And uh, they left out of the publication them going back and redoing the math and mm -hmm. showing that there was an eight inch per mile square curvature that curved up over the course of two and seven-eighths mile. Huh. And that, that is wild. That if, um, because if, it, if it's curving down, right, then these uh, horizontal beams that they have put across these posts would eventually be higher than the posts themselves. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's just a long, straight line. It's got to keep getting taller and taller. Right, right. It's curving down. But they went into the dirt instead. Whoa. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that one of the problems, it's not so much a problem with the flat earth model that I have, is the coverage of it. Mm -hmm. Because if it's such a dangerous idea, you know, to question the cosmology and stuff, like, why didn't anybody shut up about it for like five years? That you know, that's all. Right. You know, like a a common way to call someone an idiot is to what do you, you think the Earth is fucking flat? You know what I mean? But it it was this like had this punk rock mystique about it where it's like, no, we're questioning the science. You know, the we're questioning the the establishment because they're lying to you, man. It's actually flat. And it's like 
nobody ever got silenced over it, really. You know what I mean? Like, people said that they were taking videos off of YouTube, but they're still there. You know, a lot of them are debunking it. But right. you can still find your David Weisses and your uh, Globebusters and your Jaronisms. Yeah, what, what they did was they just flooded the search engines with counter content. Right. You know. But it makes it a lot easier for them to just be like, eh, we'll just sum it up for everybody. And, and you can find Concave Earth content, but it's like, you, that's stuff you really have to look at. I mean, look for, you know. Mm-hmm. The cellular, cellular cosmology specifically, because when you, people say Concave Earth, they're just like, or well, ho- it, hollow earth. it's a fishbowl, or like, <laughs> you can go to Shambhala, you know. Well, I had like, Heard some stuff whenever I first started, like really going down the rabbit hole with like geocentrism and whatnot. There were models where it's a globe, but we're inside of it. Right. I had heard that you know way back too, but I never really. I was like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way that um, I guess what you would say gravity is uh, explained and how the um, uh, the planets still move around the sun and mm-hmm. everything is that there are. It's electromagnetism, right? So you have to have polarity with it. So there is one set of energy that is centrifugal and divergent, and one is centripetal and convergent. So it means that um, one direction of like the rotation that that we see, whatever may be rotating, is pulsing energy out with the direction of it, mm-hmm. right? And it is going out. And the further out it gets, the stronger it gets. Hence, we are pushed to the inside of this right. shell right. type thing. Like a gravitron. Right. And the density is different with water than air, right? So it doesn't push as much through water as it does through air. Right. It's, it's a different medium. The other half of uh, its polarity is energy going... I guess you would say counterclockwise, you know, mm-hmm. against it, which is drawing everything in. And the closer it gets to source, the stronger it is. And because the sun is this beam projected from source, it has the gravitational attract of all the planets, or luminaries, I should say, in the sky right. to follow around it. And on this elliptical path, it takes as so, well. So in a way, in a way, it is heliocentric in that all the other stuff in the sky seems to rotate around the sun. Yeah, it's a weird hybrid of geocentrism and heliocentrism. Ge- geocentrism is also a misnomer because it's not so much geocentric as like geo being the Earth is actually the, the container. Yeah, which I mean, I guess it was it was like that on flat Earth it, too. But it's also if there is another container below us, right? Then you know, right to a certain degree, it is geocentric. You know, mm-hmm. like the Earth is in a fixed and specialized location, mm-hmm. a preferred location, right? But the, the cell Earth stuff, like, it's a lot to like grapple with. And like, honestly, I think only after like watching some flat Earth stuff to where you can understand. Their arguments and their problems, right, as right. Because well. I'm pretty much at that point. Like I've, I've digested enough flat Earth stuff that I'm like, I can't. Like I don't believe it, but I can talk about it all day, even to the point where like uh, heliocentrists get mad at me, you know, and call me a flat Earther. I'm like, I don't believe this. I just know the argument really well, you know. Right. 
but also the problem with the southern pole stars and you know the lunar eclipse and stuff like that where i'm like well i mean they don't have answers for this you know so i'm at that point now and and like i kind of get the cellular cosmology thing but i'm still at that point i'm like holy shit this is like (laughs) you literally turn your brain inside out you know what i mean yeah it's also i think it's something that people can are more willing and um uh, willing to grasp and it's more accessible than like the flat earth argument you know mm-hmm. what I mean because like automatically that's going to cast you in some sort of circle in their in their right. eyes or mind right. you know but if you're like like yeah no 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 cosmic special space egg like that's yeah. <laughs> like what <laughs> yeah because then they're like whoa like that's that's interesting. It's like, yeah, right? For sure. So here's how it works. Guess what, man? The ground? Actually, the sky. <laughs> Mind blown. Well, it's like when you're a kid. Well, I mean, you can still do it now, but it, it was a lot easier when I was a kid. If you lay down and don't move long enough and you just look at the ceiling, you know, just the right way, you can feel like you're actually... Um, the ceiling is the floor, like you could fall onto it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just shift your perspective just enough to yeah. you catch yourself false falling. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of like what you have to do to even visualize the, the cellular model. That's, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Cause like, you sent me some videos. I'm like, okay, like I can, I can think about it. You know what I mean? Right. To actually like, well, just talking now I'm like, okay, okay. I kind of, I'm getting it. You know what I mean? Like right. that, that is, that's something I'm gonna dive deeper into. The um, I forget uh, what it was. It's a it's an animation of like um, looking at uh, you know the sky like the celestial you know sphere or whatnot, and uh, I think it was having it mapped out with um, sonar. Maybe they were bouncing sonar waves off the sky over time, but the or maybe it was radar. I'm not sure. But um, what they uh. They projected back, it's this, kind of looks like the old crummy, like, UFO videos where it's, like, not intended to be seen, where it's like, yo, we caught some, like, CCTV ship. Oh, right, right, know, right. Where it's, like, all grainy and blurry and whatnot, but it's, um, in the sky, what seems to be at the center of it is this pyramid, this all-seeing-eye-looking pyramid, with underneath of it another pyramid that has another like like bipolar yeah like uh, I forget what the shape is a te- tetrahedron. Te- tetrahedron I think so um, it's like the eight sided shape or whatnot it's like a diamond shape yeah eight sided die mm-hmm. ass to ass and it's <laughs> <laughs> two, two pyramids ass to ass, ass, to ass. <laughs> but uh, yeah like that's in the center so like this occult stuff of like you know the uh, the stereotypical diamond hand pyramid hand or whatnot wor- all seeing eye worship thing is almost like in the know that at the center of our universe is this source mm-hmm. right that has its own polarity with one top of it producing the sun and I'm guessing the other top of it probably producing something that uh takes in everything mm-hmm. you know like a void and light whatever know? the opposite of a sun would be yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but that That's it's wild. yeah that it's it's at the the next nucleus right so like our nucleus is space what we see mm-hmm. so what's 
further inside of space. Oh, wow, yeah. Well, who knows? If you look at like some of the stuff where they're seeing like black holes and whatnot that mm-hmm. they're producing, that I, I don't think some of this stuff is like fake. It looks like you know telescopic imagery, grainy and right. you know, blurry. But it could be that we're not seeing further out; we're just seeing further in. Mm-hmm. That like you're seeing like how much further in the stuff goes, and who knows how how far in it goes. We know that Earth is about like 23,000 some miles in like its radius. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we know that much as far as our observable world, but as far as like what's inside there, if you, some of this stuff you see where they'll shoot rockets into the sky and you can watch, you know, the launches, but it looks like they're hitting a wall and then hitting water, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I know what you're talking about because I've seen that on flat earth channels. Yeah. Like the uh, rocket hits the firmament or, you know, that's what I, they're calling it. Anyway. I, I think. Well, I think it may be the case, but I think if you get enough force, you can blast through a partition. Yeah. Right. But it looks like there's water on the other side of that. Sounds like water too. Like the, the sound of space. Well, no, like uh, those those videos where the rockets go up and mm. all of a sudden they just stop. Yeah. And they'll yeah. spin. It's like right before it stops. It's it's a. It's a whooshing sound, but not like an air whooshing. It's like it's a, almost like osmosis from like, like the other side, right? So mm-hmm. if you imagine if you've got like this giant fucking biodome sphere that probably has leaks and cracks all in it, mm-hmm. but it's enough to contain whatever water's on the other side. But you're going to have osmosis mm-hmm. trickle through. So I imagine that like the density of the water molecules at that height, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. would be like you're underwater. Because that microphone oh, yeah. sounds like it's underwater yeah, like, when it gets when it gets to that height, huh? Well, because I've I've always liked the idea that space is water. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that. I don't know why it just resonates. It's, it's like if you look at stars like close up, like they look like they're just flashing, pulsing, like like in water, like lights mm-hmm. in water. Right. You know. And then, like, some of those weird videos you see where it looks like hands moving in stars. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. It looks like a hand comes in and ripples like a star. Like, water ripples across it and, like, whooshes. It's like, you know, hand around, like, all five fingers. And then just withdraws its hand back into the night sky. What the fuck? Like... (laughs) Really fucking bizarre. Like somebody looking down a well into our yeah. existence. That's, yeah, that's really wild. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it also. Um, I mean, I think there's truth in every ancient idea, but like the the old idea of the waters above and the waters below. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you'll get to some points in uh, bodies of water where there'll be lakes at the bottom. And it's right. Like, yeah. It's like, what is that? Well, it's not water. Mm-hmm. It's liquid, but that ain't water. It's something heavier than water. And what's in it? I don't know. Like some of the some of the pools are like, like super water. <laughs> so some of these pools, like you'll see, like there's just like dead fish and wildlife like around the rim where fish will like try to like swim in there and drown. Yeah, <laughs> the fish drown. Yeah, or, or like it's like like liquid methane or something like mm-hmm. that. But it's like we don't we don't know what's down there. Yeah, like we don't know what's underneath us. Like. You know, like how how far have we gotten to this this iron core that's supposedly mm-hmm. like eight down miles? There? Yeah, like like nobody knows this type. Relatively of stuff. Relatively nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like nobody knows this type of stuff. You know, and we're 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 taught that like it's it's not only 
stupid to question it or whatnot, but that you should, in fact, ridicule and ostracize anyone who does. Yeah. So if you kind of see where that spins out, like, what was the flat earth hubbub? Like 15, 16? Mm-hmm. So like less than a decade later. And like now it's like if you disagree with anything, it's just like, well, you're stupid and or you should be pitied or you should be made fun of. Or you're dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, shut up and die. Yeah. Everybody wants you dead. Just go ahead and get off the planet. Think of the sacrifice you're making. It'll be it'll be so good, bro. Just hop in the rocket. Just hop in the rocket, man. We're gonna let's go. I, I imagine that some of these folks they'll just take on like a trip to Greenland and they'll be like, "Oh no, your spacesuits are well equipped with gravity boots in them. So make sure you don't take them off." You know. Just so they can have like people living in squalor and eating yeah. bugs in in the deserts of Greenland. Well, you're on Mars. It's gonna suck. <laughs> well, make sure you Facetime your family. <laughs> Let them know you're on Mars. You're, you're in ninety five spacesuit. Like, oh my god, dude. They'll 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 have enough data. I'd imagine probably in twenty years to just send everybody off to just like you know just blast them into the sun. You know, just, <laughs> just just shoot them all to the sun, and then we'll just deep fake all their families yeah. like videos, just like, like, oh mom, we made it. Wish you could see how awesome it is yeah. here on Mars. Yeah, they just put you in a black in a, like a uh, a black box for like six weeks. Yeah, you know, food and water and lights and all that shit. And yeah. then you're like, all right, you're here, volcano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a problem up here, Sarge. <laughs> Oh no! Pulls a lever, the whole back of the ship just lifts up like a dump truck. <laughs> all, all the new colonizers just slide on oh, down man. the volcano. That's what it would be too. I'm telling you, like that's you. You think they're gonna if if people think that Elon Musk and like Jeff Bezos, these other space cowboys are gonna like oh they're gonna they're gonna colonize you know other planets or whatnot? Yeah, you go ahead. You go sign up. Go right ahead. Mm-mm. I I haven't seen like, you know, the the pyramids in Mexico. I'm gonna keep exploring Earth right. a little bit. Yeah. You know? That kind of shit, man. And people will buy that up, man. That's like them taking parabolic flights and telling them like, oh you're in space. It's like, bro, you're on a parabolic flight in low earth orbit. Right. The reason you're floating is because of how you're flying. You're a television satellite. Yeah. Look, Mr. Shatner, just like the TV show, huh? <laughs> Fucking clown world, man. Dude, we got almost four hours on this bad boy. Jeez. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good good place to call it. Oh, fuck. We went everywhere today. <laughs> Holy shit. Start with Fauci's fake mask and... If we've learned anything, though, it's that you should shut up, eat people, save the planet, kill yourself. Everybody wants you dead. Shut up and die. <laughs> the that's, end. That's, that's, that's the takeaway. It's sad that that's like, kind of like the standard operating system that a lot of people just find themselves in. Yeah. It's like, like, well, I, I don't like them. They should just go away. Forever. Life would be better without their existence. The, well, I mean, that's the that's what they believe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's uh, I'm not talking about people in general. I'm talking about 
you know, the... The righteous. The, yeah, the the world controllers, you know what I mean? They want you, they want, that's what they want for you. And once you realize that there's people who want that for you, it's actually a more positive worldview to know that that's not the right thing that's to nice, do. You that's, know nice, I mean? that's a nice white pill moment yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to sum it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, Silver lining if everybody wants you dead. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I get, I get accused a lot of, you know, being a conspiracy theorist of having a negative worldview when it's... Actually, one hundred percent the opposite. You know. Yeah, like I'm, I'm neurotic and obnoxious, but like at the same time, like man, I love life, man. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love Earth and like the people in it, and like I, I think that like we can make the world a better place. You know, you can take everything that's negative to some degree and purge it from you from like either working on something that is yourself. Or external, like art or something, but it, you, you, if you find yourself life not having purpose, a church or a political movement is not your purpose. Right. The, your purpose is then going to be to serve their cause. Right. You know? You're you're going to be a cult member with that. So you got you got to figure out something to do with it. And like I, despite all these efforts to like dehumanize people and depopulate the world, like golly man, like. If you don't have a positive outlook, it's not going to give it to you. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. like life doesn't owe me anything. It doesn't owe you anything or anybody anything. So the default is struggle. Well, that sounds fucking miserable. So I'm going to try to like laugh when I can yeah. and like enjoy myself and surround myself with people that want to aim up and rather than this fucking low vibrational, just fucking like, like oh I hate people. It's like yeah man, people do some shitty stuff. No doubt. Individuals, not so much. Because if an individual does shitty stuff to you, you can stop hanging around that individual. Right. You know? Yeah. And problem solved. You don't have to fucking put them in the ground to do that. You know? Once you start getting into my team and my church and us and all that, then it's like, well, you can either convert or, what is it, uh, apostasy? Yeah, apostatize. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like once you, all these you know organizations and you know all this dark shit you know that we've talked about today and you know that we always talk about all the all the the chaos the agents of chaos and you know uh, dark forces that you know seem to have so much power in this world you know once you like realize that they are trying so fucking hard to form the world in their vision you know it it really it really solidifies that they're fighting against something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And what they're fighting against is the the natural order, which is good, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's already good on its own. They have to fight to make it bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, the, the they, world... They have to win you over with material pleasures, right. or material possessions, which is not difficult to do. You know, everybody has a price, but some things are worth fighting for, mm-hmm. and, you know, and like, not to cheap and it or sound like some fucking movie but some some things are worth dying for you know absolutely and you you have to make the call on that you know it's one of my favorite quotes is uh the funny thing about regret is it's better to regret something you have done than something you hadn't done hell yeah that's uh, from a butthole surfers record <laughs> <laughs> You find wisdom in the strangest places. <laughs> Even when you think there won't be. Good oh, yeah. lord. 
butthole, butthole surfers hit the uh, the nail on the on the head with that one. Though the the next line after that, I believe, is by the way, tell your mother I said Satan, Satan, Satan. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, well, shit, man. <laughs> Wrap this up, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Till till next time, a couple weeks from now, I imagine we'll yeah get back at it again. Once again, we love you all. Holla later. Bye.